Recording. Recording, okay, yep. yep. Try keeping the old audio, don't know how well it'll sync up. Sync up. That's what I'm doing right now, is... Mirroring yeah, we, what you we guys could tell. It's, it's, ne- it's never been terribly creative there, Chris. What the fuck's going on down there? I'm uh, happy about these chips and cheese. I'm happy about my bottle of soda pop. I'm happy about WTF and TFW episode. 578, which is right now. Hi, Aaron. Welcome. Sody Pop? Yeah, I heard a guy are you, say Are it. you a, like a 1700s or 1800s prospector? Yeah, come on over to the carnival. We got Sody Pop. And uh, okay. bespoke just, fried cakes. <laughs> just wanted to be sure. I'm have to ask these questions sometimes. That's understandable. DJ, hello, welcome. Have you got any bespoke fried cakes? Not anymore. I'm fresh out. Nah, damn it. Well, yeah, I won't hold it against you. Uh, hey, DJ, I saw you were in uh, the Disney World recently. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's where I was on Saturday. How is it right now with everyone if I'm getting my if I'm getting my franchise owners right how is it right now with with uh, crowds of people bull rushing the Star Wars thing uh, I wouldn't know I wasn't in Hollywood Studios That's in Ho- Okay there's oh right Disney World has a whole lot of stuff Yeah 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 okay <laughs> But it's not it's not just one big thing like they separate it out you got your Animal Kingdom you got your Epcot got your Magic Kingdom, you got your Hollywood studio. Right, I always forget that it's basically a small city. I guess a town. It's basically like three small cities. Yeah. We'll call it we'll call it a uh, a franchised mega town. I think that's a nice middle yeah. of the road way to put it. And it it's it's it has a it has like an actual aura to it, like a radius effect to where mm-hmm. like you can drive away from Disney World, drive for about 30 minutes, stop in at a gas station. Half of it is still Disney merchandise. You haven't left Disney yet. Nope, you're at the Disney gas station. That's what freaked me out back in 2010 when we were there for that BotCon, when I realized, like, the radius of... Not so much nothing, but like you're like that null radius where you think you've left Disney, but no, you haven't. They own this road still. Where you were on, like, Disney property for 15 minutes, and that's when you got to the Dolphin and Swan? Yeah, yeah. Uh... Also, when you, you you think, oh, I'll just go get some cheap drinks elsewhere, and then you realize there is nowhere else to go. Mm-hmm. There are no there cheap drinks. There is only drinks. Disney. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fun times. Well, before we uh, we fall off into into a, a reverie of memory about a uh, an old convention, uh, let's talk about some on topic what we got this week. I kind of want to lead us off because yo, I opened some stuff up and I was really enjoying it. Um, I got some Siege toys thanks to uh, one A Load of Hoopla on Twitter. Local Transformers fan and TCG player. We put up a deck tech recently. Maybe check it out if you want to see Windblade. Uh, he was able to find me on sale at a Walmart in Vaughn, because Vaughn's where all the toys are, apparently. Uh, Ape Face and Crosshairs uh, for a total of about 37 Canadian dollars for the two of them. Uh, which was really nice, uh, because I, I had trepidations about Ape Face, and I wanted crosshairs, but not for paying, you know, money. 
so I basically got a slightly under retail ape face with a free crosshairs, uh, which was the way I wanted to do. Not things. bad at all. Yeah. Uh, and hey, crosshairs is really nice. The colors on them are bold as hell. I love the new head sculpt. It's nice to finally see that hammer missile launcher weapon because I've still never seen Ironhide anywhere. Uh, I'm never going to stop talking about it until I find one. Well, in a normal shelf, not a convention hall. Um, but uh, I, I like that figure a lot, and uh, and yeah, it, it's uh, it's nice to be almost complete on that one. It's one I would sure, certainly like to have all three versions of someday. Um, but Ape Face uh, really surprised me because mine works. Uh, all all the tabs are fine. Uh, mm-hmm. The 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 weird plastic certainly is a weird looking plastic, and it certainly air, like like when you hold them up in the air. <laughs> In, with a light behind him, you certainly see the light through the white parts, uh, yeah, pretty pretty blatantly. But on mine, it feels fine, and, and all the tab slot connections everywhere are working. The only thing that doesn't really work, which I think you, you guys had mentioned, is that little nub on the robot mode shoulders, which is less there to lock in those rotating pieces and more just to kind of guide where they go. Uh, I didn't. I mean, I, you know, I, I hear things in audio, but it's hard to, like, remember and piece it all visually together. I was astonished how many locking tabs the robot mode has on the wings. Um, like, those two on the top that the, uh, mm-hmm. the the gorilla bits go into. But then also the cockpit part, like, has two tabs it goes into as well before that last tab, the obvious one, happens on the top of the cockpit. Uh, I like Ape Face a lot. Uh, I, I think the Titan Master is one of the best feeling, best fitting ones I felt in a while. Like that was my biggest worry was, is this also going to feel like an early wave Titan Master? But he, he clipped in fine. He is clipping backwards, which is kind of weird. Uh, but I'm able to get some head tilt off of him. Uh, I like all three modes. I like the transformation. The jet mode is certainly, um, you know, goofy. But I, I always felt that way about his jet mode. I just assumed that everything on the back is just boosters. So it's, you know, it's got wings, but it mostly propels through space because it's covered in boosters on the back. Uh, he mm-hmm. goes in a straight line, and then when he needs to turn, he just turns into a gorilla and grabs passing asteroids or something. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, it sounds like uh, like Hoopla's is fine as well. It, it definitely makes me wonder if there was uh, a later production run, which is the one that got to Canada. Uh, given how ubiquitous a lot of the feedback on Ape Face had been sounding from uh, like you guys and everyone who had found him in the States. I think it may also be just the fact that you've heard a little bit more about how to face your ape. Whoa. I don't know how to yeah. take that. <laughs> like, uh, I'll say I never touched the instructions, um, and I was able to figure out the the definitely odd multi-interlocking double-jointed hinge pulled down into two tabs thing for the ape mode neck. Uh, okay. When, yeah. when you do it, it makes sense, but I can't fathom explaining that to someone, and I at some point I'll look and see what the instructions even tried to say. Because <laughs> I, I can't imagine the instructions remotely communicated that point whatsoever. Uh, and uh, yeah, I... I, I I just think, like, the way that all, everything was holding together, like, certainly, okay, the other thing I'll say is the large kind of rib tabs that it feels like two of the limbs are supposed to lock into, they don't really lock onto those, but then a whole bunch of other things lock them in place anyway, so I didn't notice. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, my, my face was uh, was a very pleasant surprise. Um, it, it's a shame he doesn't have a waist joint, I can see why. I, I wish his ankle tilts were not 
all like undoing something that's locking those boxes into the backs of his legs. Because uh, the, when they're not tilted, they also are pegging in to hold the mush together. And I wish that wasn't the case. And, and I kind of wish that his heels could angle down. Uh, inadvertently, a lot of Transformers tend to have that function available. And him not having it available is something I've been noticing. Uh, mm-hmm. I haven't had balance problems. I'm just now so used to being able to tilt the heel down rather than the toe down. The toe joint, though, is, is so solid. It has been in working on mine. Um, and uh, I also finally popped open Red Alert, who had been sitting in his package since the summer under a table. Because uh, I was trying to film packaging that I wanted to, to throw out uh, or recycle specifically. And uh, he definitely is the kind of toy you could forget about under a table for six months. That's harsher than I thought it was going to sound, now that I'm yeah. saying it. Nothing... I thought it might have been like holding up a side of the table like it was wobbly, and he went, oh, hey, here, kid, this can fix it. The table was that wobbly. I need a whole deluxe box for it. Uh, yeah, Red, Red Alert's fine. Um, it's just, yeah, he, he's, he felt not as nice as my side swipe, though. I had, a lot, I had more trouble locking those side flaps down on him. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It might, it might just be because he was fresh out of the package and I need to mush him around a bit more. Um, and uh, the, the only other thing I'll say is I, I after, you know, in light of all the news we're about to talk about, I, I messed around with a lot of toys again the other night. Uh, my Ocular Max's alias is still is an incredible toy. Uh, my Halloween one, though, sadly, the, the my Azaleas had been living in vehicle mode uh, in a safe place, but near the floor for quite, a, quite some months uh, at the end of the year last year. And uh, had picked up more dust than I thought. And I think the dust ate the tires on the Halloween Azalea. Uh, The nice thing, I'm going to say the nice thing. I mean, it's never a nice thing. But the nice relieving thing is I went to check the thread. And that's not, that's happened to other people. And her tires are quite literally silicone O-rings that you can buy at the hardware store. So I just need to measure her wheels and go buy some O-rings. And I'll be fine. Um I did apply some Gummy Pflegestift to the uh, pink Azalea to re-moisten her tires, because they were fine. Uh, but yeah, that toy's still really good. Uh, and also, I transformed Masterpiece 44 Optimus, uh, new Masterpiece Bumblebee, and Masterpiece Hound about two or three times each, uh, just over the weekend. And I, st- I still really like all those toys uh, on a design level. It's a shame that Bumblebee and Prime have some of that Masterpiece movie jank holding their alt modes together. I also lubricated several hinges on my hound because I, we'll talk about it in a sec, but boy, I, I was just sitting there like, I, I've, I've seen terrors. I was like, why is mine Terror fine? Stores. Is it because I had mine sitting in storage at DHL for two weeks before I picked it up and it just avoided, I, I feel like the cold snap it shipped through had to have something to do with it because most, even in Japan, I believe there was a cold snap unless I'm like having some confirmation bias in my own memory. But mine avoided sitting out in the cold and then getting immediately messed with. And I truly don't know if that changed anything. But then upstairs, Ian said that he got his right away and it was fine. So I don't know. Uh, I still like those toys as transforming toys a lot. And I'm uh, really sad that Hound has become, like, that this is the story of Hound. Uh, and it's not not just English-speaking fans, but, you know, his Amazon page. You know, him being marked down, just full of complaints. Um it's it's a bummer, and I hope that there's another run of that toy that is built better. Uh, or at least a Detritus that is built better. <laughs> I'd, I'd go for that. Uh, anyway, that's all I got on topic. Uh, Aaron, what about you? Any any fresh on-topic shenanigans? Uh, I also got Crosshairs. Yeah! Uh, I actually have had him for a bit. 
and was also a didn't open because I had had things more relevant to talk about, and this is just like my third copy of that mold. And yeah. hey, turns out it's third copy of that mold. Yeah. In case anybody was terribly surprised. Um, and then the other thing I got was the Cyberverse um, Hot Rod or Hot Rodimus. I'm not sure what his name is, but with the three Sharktacons. Oh yeah, that's he's Hot Rod. He's just Hot Rod. Hot Rod, I believe. Okay. Oh crap! No, I don't. Um, know. No, it's Hot Rod. <laughs> okay. Like we haven't we haven't had a Rodimus okay. in a long time. Okay. Okay. I I wasn't sure because I didn't buy him for the car, even though it's a very <laughs> interesting take on the easy transformation. Because it's just like you rotate his what ended up being like his his shins, yeah, around a point, and it does like the one step transformation deal, and then you have to deal with like the saw. I guess that's permanently his hand. Um, but then it comes with three th- tiny Sharticons, and uh, I see shenanigans easily being had with people with these. So I appreciate they that are, they transform. Yeah, it's cute. They're like. <laughs> Four pieces, maybe six pieces total. Yeah. Uh, since they came up, I got to give the shout out again. I believe it's Trent Troop uh, on on Shapeways uh, has designed some weapons for uh, him or for them. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I'm trying to I'm trying to catch a shade. It's Prize Inside. Uh, I, I'm I'm quite sure that's where I saw them. Uh, but Shapeways will have weapons for those things if you really want to kit them out. If you want to be the badass with blinged out tiny Sharktacons. Yeah. I, I might go take a look at that. Well, you're talking about your nonsense at some point in time. I already, I, I led with my nonsense. I, you always talk nonsense, sir. Wow, it's true. But uh, yeah, wow. he's not wrong. Wow. <laughs> but I, I did like how two of them are green colored and one of them is orange colored. So, as the Blue Man Group proves, anytime you have three people, one of them can be the outsider. Yes. Uh, you don't know why he's orange. Is he orange because he's the leader? Is he orange because he's the weirdo? I, you don't know. I wonder if it's a, make your own stories. I wonder if it's like a vaguely misguided attempt to represent the Sharktacon episode from season two. Yeah, maybe. Because I, I don't think one of them was orange, but like, yeah. By the way, if you haven't seen season two of Cyberverse, Sharktacon episode kind of comes out of nowhere. It's kind of fun. Am I the only one who saw it? I can't remember. I'm pretty I, sure I've seen it, but it may have been a while. Yeah, I can't even remember. It's 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 been a hot minute. I need to go back and rewatch all of them. It's the sharks and the jets, basically. Like actually, not even big, almost literally the sharks and the jets, except they're all shark decons. Uh, I think there's there's surfing involved as well. Anyway, uh, thank you, Aaron, for your contribution. Uh, of picking up the Cyberverse toys that I kind of want, but I'm trying to tell myself I shouldn't because, I mean, I've already my Spark Armor toys are already kind of like tr- transitory from box to box. Mm-hmm. The Deluxe is getting announced, and what looks like a, a quality upscale on the Ultras uh, with the with the new wave this year. I've, I feel bad for the Spark Armor toys, even though they are very good and they clearly like, they're they're sticking around. It's two Spark Armor designs uh, that are with the Quintus on, so you know. They got quality. Um, TJ, what about you? Any on topic what we got to hit this week? Um, the only let's see, like the only thing I can remember, like really getting on topic, is mostly a lot of bargain bin hunting. Mm-hmm. So, like my my excursions in the last couple weeks have netted me like uh, Outback and Cindersore from Power of the Primes that I never picked up. 
Cindersaur okay. is legit. Yeah, like I forgot that's a really, really solid little figure. Yeah. And Outback's just kind of here. Outback is a an effective free tool of a pretty good figure. But I mostly still think of Outback as brawn. Yeah. Uh I got. The, I found the big spark armor Optimus, the one that comes with the arc. Oh, yeah, yeah. For, oh, for a grand total, twenty bucks. Hey, you know that. That's a good price for it. I bet <laughs> you're purchasing the plastic material he was made of, basically. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he's worth twenty bucks. Uh, that is not a fifty dollar toy. I don't care what fancy gimmicks you attach to it. That's a fifty dollar action figure with no knees. It happens. You know, sometimes you forget things when you're like, well, we're going to make him uh, run the arc as a trailer. Yeah, all right. We figured out how to do it. Ship it. Knees? Oh, crap. Oh. Oh, well. <laughs> Look, the, the arc doesn't even go on in, like, the right direction. You expect, like, flat back of the truck, flat back of the arc, put together a nice compact thing. No, awkward, like, everything faces forward thing. Yeah. It's so he can use the arc as a rocket booster or something. I guess, but also it's a pretty small arc. Uh, yeah, I, I like the lack of, like, just there's nothing. It's just like, no, it's a giant Optimus or a tiny arc. We don't know. Yeah. Just have fun. <laughs> I mean... Almost as if imagination was a part of the play pattern. No. No, no. You gotta, you gotta calm down, Mr. Sir. Sir? Calm down. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's mostly just exists for the armoring gimmick. And to be fair, armored up, he looks cool. Uh, yeah. I couldn't. I can't, I can't get the chest armor to stay on because the gimmick is kind of forcing it to pop upward, and the clip is not strong enough to hold it to the chest. That was basically going to be my question: Is is this Spark Armor Grimlock where the gimmick is fighting itself? Because that's a bummer. Yeah. Well, not not nearly as bad as Grimlock was. Okay. Put it that way. I will say. So, he he has that big section of the arc that goes over his shoulders, like big over-the-shoulder cannons. And there is a switch to uh, activate them. Now, if you're pulling on this switch and these cannons are making a firing motion, what what direction do you expect them to go in? Um, I guess if you're pulling on the switch, I'd expect like a pumping motion. I mean, it is a pumping motion. Okay. But you pull on this switch, and the cannons go forward. Now, in my head, when cannons like th- this size fire, there's a recoil, which is yeah, backwards. Yeah, generally. I guess the idea is they're going forward, then firing, and when you let go, that's technically the recoil. You see, you're using that imagination thing again. I'm sorry, what, what Aaron's are you a doing? really... He's a devil on my shoulder. I, uh, I try. Yeah, I, I just feel like it's... How do you put this? When it comes to kid, like really kiddie gimmick stuff, when you just say "ah gimmick," you know, like there, there's sort of a wall to how far that can go. But if you assess it right, like if the armor doesn't lock on super well, I feel like that's just sort of a bummer because it'll make mm. a kid feel like they're doing it wrong. Yeah, uh, the, the the gun's doing a thing when you pull on the switch. That seems cool. Um, I was, yeah, was going to ask yeah. if if it felt at all like a like a Megazord when you put the armor on. Like, does it feel like? It's, oh. Like, visually, like, everything in my head says this is actually a Megazord. Like, yeah. I I got the feeling that's where 
not going to say like that's the space they're trying to occupy, but I felt like that's kind of what that's doing is it's Optimus as a Megazord. I mean, going together, like since it's like just an arc that flies apart and cobbles onto him, it doesn't feel like it just it does feel like the, the other Spark Armor figures. It's just big and mm. you know, for $50, I would be highly disappointed, but for 20, it, yeah, why not? I think a parent would be highly disappointed for fifty bucks if the armor kept falling off or not locking together. Yeah. In a way well, where well, their the kid only... would say, "What am I doing wrong?" Yeah, I mean, I mean, like when I say like the chest armor doesn't stay off, it's like it's just like the bigger Spark armor toys where it's all over the shoulder and the chest comes down. Yeah, and it's just like there's just like this chest. There's like a little tab that fits on the underside of his chest windows that doesn't quite hold. And that's it. Everything okay. else is everything else holds together. I, I picked up some of this, like this kind of critical eye, and when I went trying to on YouTube trying to find out what all the, the slime pooping blind pack toys were, uh, I'm sorry, and it, it was it was, was kind of funny because uh, some of the channels I found were, sucked, but some, some the couple that I enjoyed, it was clearly like from the language of several videos, you ascertain this is a mom doing the review who is interested in toys and likes doing YouTube stuff. And some of their criteria would be like, does this frustrate me or my kid? And specifically, does this make it too hard for my kid to play with the toy? In the case of a lot of those blind packed slime pooping puke, whatever dolls, uh, they have, they have instructions that are bigger and more confusing than transformers. Because uh, they're trying to instruct a kid how to do a chemical reaction, but in a fun, gross way, while doing mm. a doll play pattern, and it's uh, it's interesting. Yeah, there was uh, one of them where where the the lady doing the YouTube video was trying to maintain a PG channel, and at one point she picked up the doll after she fed it all the chemicals, and just straight up blood came out of its crotch, like just in a big, just everywhere. It was just <laughs> blood covered, runny. <laughs> watery not quite slime everywhere and it was quite interesting hearing uh the woman on the video trying to figure out how to react in a controlled way because my reaction was certainly the one that i think she was going to have which would have rendered the video not child friendly uh <laughs> I mean, it was I the had color to, I... it was it was like just raw oxygenated blood all over the table that she was filming and i was like jesus christ what yeah, I had to review one of those for a Patreon request, and uh, like for me, I for like for me, I put a mosaic blur on top of it because I at least knew that's what was about to happen. It's a real bad thing when your toy that you're supposed to fill with powders and liquids isn't liquid tight. Uh huh. Yeah, that's a that's like a really key thing. I dare say more key than putting these on a fifty dollar robot. That's a very key thing to do. In any case, uh, and and also across these channels, the thing that I remembered all of the conclusions becoming is the slime is neat if you ignore the toy it comes with and just make the slime in a bowl. Then the slime is neat, but then you're paying like fifty bucks for some neat slime. And a useless doll. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, that, that yeah, that was a journey of discovery I went on. Um, I, I, I remember now. Yeah, I remember when you when you posted that video. I was kind of like, oh, TJ's TJ's discovering the fun of these awful things. <laughs> they, the, the sheer landfill those things generate. 
The oh my god, Th- those things are an environmental disaster. Yeah, it's a plastic container with plastic trays, not just one inside, but then also it tries to, it has this opening thing, most of them do, where you are like opening sections of the package, which are all like really ugly plastics, in which plastic, individually plastic bagged things in plastic trays are found. So the the anecdote I always share is, is I have a, a mutual acquaintance who works uh, at, at a, a store where parents might drop their kids off while they go to look at a bookshop, for instance. And so they'll drop their kids off with one of those things. And then when they pick their kid up and leave, their kid has left behind this crater, this human-sized crater of plastic wrap, uh, cardboard, kinetic sand, slime, uh, fake snot. Like, it's uh, horrifying thinking of what happens to all that stuff when the kid is just keeping a small doll and uh, some slime. Yet... (laughs) <laughs> there's way more of a volume of landfill left behind in its wake. My God. Have you seen the big ones? Yes. Like, <laughs> I watched a lot of videos. <laughs> the big ones have like 15 things. Uh, you need hey. a garbage bag just for one of those things. Yeah. And, and it's, it's uh, only, you know, it mostly bothered me. I mean, I'm sure, you know, there are parallels to draw to Transformers having a tray and a box and an inner tray, but this was on another level, and this, in a way, promoted just throwing the stuff over your shoulder. Like, in, in, a, not an, in an unspoken way, I felt like it was telling the user, not just leave this in a heap, someone will deal with it. Uh, anyway, I didn't expect to go on that rant today. <laughs> I always have that one uh, ready in the chamber. Uh, yeah, TJ, any other, uh, big bargain finds? Uh, no, cause, uh, I, I pretty much spent my toy budget on one whack of one good thing, which was, uh, Mastermind Altio. Uh, I can't remember whose name that is. Uh, Senator Ratbat. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I really want that figure still, cause I love the figure he's based on and I think he looks a bit better. Uh, I don't have the original. I don't. I don't have their drift, whatever its name was. Yeah, that one was Wing, which Drift was another. They Drift and Wing were kind of like retool siblings in a way. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Ratbat looks like a bit of a cleaner delivery on that. I'm curious how you're feeling about him since you never messed with the Wing. Uh, I'm feeling great about him. It's extremely solid. Everything is nice and tight on him. Everything's extremely clean. It, looks phenomenal like it looks it looks like a mold that was supposed to be senator ratbat even though it was a drift originally yeah it's it's hard to say at times with mastermind like what what the actual original concept was (laughs) yeah like i love that it has this like vehicle silhouette that does have that bat kind of design to it yeah. yeah, and I like I like the opening wing gimmick that they added to it. You know, so you get some you get some nice variable options. I like the wing. Actually, like this is one of the rare times where I think Kibble works in the favor of a toy because when the wings are still attached, hanging from his shoulders, it does give that like cape kind of appearance. He yeah, gives it a bit of mm-hmm. it just gives a bit of that like regal look for someone in a high high position. Yeah, the the base figures, uh, Wing and Drift, like, they did a good job of having 
chunks of the vehicle hanging off of them look and function as like sword scabbards. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like the way those ones turned out. So yeah, I'm, that's like one. That's one of my soft goals this year is trying to track down that rat bat. Yeah, I love. I do love that the wings come off to make sword wings. Yeah, like that's cool. Like it's also a throwback to like universe rat bat, which I like. Yeah. And it's toyetic, which is always fun to see on third-party stuff, even though Mastermind is, a, a, like, reformatted is a lion that has fun. But it's nice mm-hmm. to have that, that you know, get they, they remind you of it. Like My one grievance is uh, the way... I wish the cockpit had some place to go. Yep. Me too. <laughs> if, if it works see, like on Wing, yeah, it's like, it's like one of the only bummers, is it's just chilling out and... On wing, because he's got two other long things hanging at the same angle, it, you kind of you can see it as just part of the the design, but it it sticks out. Yeah, on him, it's just like this little translucent pink tail. Yeah, well, the rats and have it, it. It makes me very hesitant to like like if I'm like if I put him on a shelf, I'm like very careful that his weight is a little bit farther forward. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want him falling back on that little clear tail of his. Uh, I, if it helps, if I remember correctly, it should be on a spine of like solid plastic. Oh I mean, no, yeah, no, it I doesn't. Mean it... I might be no. thinking of something else. <laughs> it's just sticking out in a place it should. Like, like I, like I'm kind of stunned. This, like, it feels like it should rotate around and fold up against his back, and it does not. Hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's it's uh, a thing that I sometimes forget doesn't do other stuff when I'm transforming those two after a long period of time. <laughs> I'm kind of like, what am I forgetting? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that was the big get. I can't really top that. <laughs> well, it's a good get. Uh, and I want to get one. I mean, he, he's a quote-unquote convention exclusive, at least a convention debut exclusive. Uh, but it seems like he's still floating around, so I'm I'm hopeful that I can track one down when I when when things align correctly to pick him up. Uh, but the stars aligned correctly for us having some news to talk about because Wonderfest was this weekend. Might still be going on. Actually, I wasn't quite clear. Uh, I never am clear with those Japanese shows. I'm, I I should know by now, but I always forget. But we had, we had some news tidbits come out of there. One of them uh, was uh, Gamer Lingual mod on TFW was there to take photos and ask questions of Takara Toma representatives that were at the venue. Uh, what I'll say is it sounds like the representatives were like money men is the impression I got from some of these answers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, there were three main topics that we, we had in the front page uh, thing. One of them was, uh, what's up with that Armada Optimus Prime? And uh, currently, there's no decision whether that's going to go into Masterpiece Generations or another line. It hasn't been canceled, but they haven't decided what to do with them. They showed the prototype last year to gauge interest. Uh, so that's that's nice to hear, because, I mean, that prototype looked real, like, early. Real? Yeah, looked yeah. like a prototype. And uh, I'm not surprised by this answer. I'm, I was actually surprised by just the, 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 I guess, the candor of some of the answers. And I know some of that's probably just from translation. Uh, on the show floor, uh, but yeah, that Ar- Armada Prime is still floating around. They're just not sure what he'll be. Um, there's a lot of good cases to make for why they wouldn't necessarily be doing a big ramp up to him because, like right now, there's plenty of other stuff to promote. Uh, you got Seacons to promote. You got Devastator to promote. You got Masterpiece Toys to promote. 
if it's not ready to go, there's no reason to muddy the waters going like, and we want to know about Armada Prime and what you think. Uh, I think it's just clear that there was interest in that. Uh, and then there was a question about the QC issues with Masterpiece Hound. This is a legit thing to ask them about, given that this went all the way to Amazon Japan, I think. Uh, and this answer, again, uh, if it comes off weird linguistically, I think part of that might just be the translation. But if, even if you just peel out the bullet points, this is a weird answer. Uh, apparently, regarding the factories, different materials were used in Vietnam, but Takarotomi was unaware how they would pan out for Hound as they were unaware what the results of those materials would be. They know of the breakages right now, but no decision's been made for a future re-release or if they'll change factories or materials. Uh, now, the way that this jibes with my experience is Hound feels weird on a tactile level. He doesn't feel like any of the last Masterpiece toys, and he has he's getting that thing, you know how NECA toys get that paint rind on the inside of their knees? Mm -hmm. Um, so mine and a few others have that paint rind, uh, and I looked at the exposed plastic and it looks weird. Uh, Hound has weird hand feel. So this answer does answer some of my questions. Uh, this, I think this also then loads the bullet of like, well, if that plastic is new and, and, you know, experimental, I'm not going to use that word, but that if that plastic had unknown properties in its use, there's a good chance it also reacted to the weather strangely, uh, and there's a good chance that the fact that they covered every part in paint, as they tend to do right now, that can have an averse effect sometimes, where the paint might compress over thin parts of plastic and cause a brittleness to occur, which lines up with the photos I've seen of the brakes on Masterpiece Hounds that have broken. So, uh, that that is, uh, I think it's good that we have that little piece of information that they were doing materials stuff because that that answers some questions, but it certainly doesn't uh, assage assage assuage. It doesn't make people feel better about future masterpiece toys. I don't. Think. Yeah, I also wonder if that's a case, you know, because we've heard it enough other times with uh, you know mainline things, specialty things, where it just turns out that the factory decides to you know, drop a paint app or or do something different because they don't think that it needs it. So I wonder if it's a case of, hey, there we called for one type of plastic here, but the factory thought we can get away with a slightly different plastic type. That, that would actually and, be a worse answer, I think, than the yeah, one they gave. Because yeah. then if they're doing that on a 15,000 yen premium release that's not well good. i mean that's <laughs> I mean, different that, that, materials were used in vietnam but they're unaware of how it would pan out like for me that reads a lot more like they changed the material not just yeah. the paint yeah. maybe it's a case of like the other thing i could see potentially is if they went to a paint or a paint process that would react with the plastic mm -hmm. if that might have just caused embrittlement early on i mean it does strike me as something that a factory would pull it's like well we can get away with using this and we you know maybe you know uh, save ourselves a little bit of cash in the process because i don't think takara would take a chance on a masterpiece figure that costs that much money i don't i honestly don't really know <laughs> yeah and i mean that's the thing is i you know i'm dealing with aircraft and and military stuff and the number of times that 
we get a thing that's like, oh yeah, by the way, we kind of did this other thing that we're not really supposed to do, but it's already done. Is there a way that that's acceptable? And you got to sit there and at least with like all of this nonsense, it can be like we can do a whole lot more determination and say no real easy. But Mm -hmm. I wonder, I frequently wonder how long production runs in factories really are. Yeah. Especially for things like Masterpiece, because, like, if this had a week-long production run in the factory, like, how easy and or hard would that be to be like, oh, yeah, you know, somebody on the line makes that decision day one, gets it up the food chain by the time it works over to somebody else and back around, we're halfway through the production run, and it turns out that this plastic and this paint just react to each other and maybe become brittle. Yeah. It's do, you, a, do you scrap three days worth of production run uh, in, or in a, do in you a just go product like this, right? Uh, like it's in this kind of niche market. Yeah. Oh, I, it's, well, it's I, a I weird understand. I, I understand how I'd want it from the, the fan side oh, of no, things. I'm just, but, I'm just thinking like, like uh, the word I'm thinking of is proportionality, but it, it seems like a weird risk to take when, you don't have the brush stroke of maybe a lot of people buying it don't care that you have with anything mainline. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I'll just throw out there. I'm, I'm taking a look at the at the exposed plastic. It's the light beige plastic. I'm going to assume that's the plastic color. I'm going to assume there is green plastic on him as well. the The light beige of his of his thighs, the inner knee on the back there. That's where my paint scrapes are happening. the mm-hmm. The finish on the plastic on the plastic beneath that mat paint is really weird and it kind of reminds me of the eight face white plastic it has this weird smoky bone finish when you catch it in the light i don't know hound feels weird that's just the main thing that this really is really like confirmed for me because i thought he felt weird and i was like it's just something i'm missing and i've been like molesting him and Bumblebee and Optimus, and Optimus and Bumblebee feel different on a very base tactile level. Uh, and that's the kind of stuff I pay a lot of attention to, so it's like, it's, it's, I can't not notice it. So I don't know, it's weird. It's very strange. I'm curious how RC will turn out, who we're going to talk about later. But there was one other question asked, which is sort of a, an easy answer to give, but the the question was about the constant price incrementing. And, I mean, obviously, like, we've RC and Tigatron are, what, like 16,000 and 18,000 yen or something? Uh, they're ex- expensive. Um, and so in regards to the price going up, uh, the booth director said fans have overly demanded for the cartoon aesthetic. So in order to pull off the cartoon aesthetic while maintaining a proper alt mode, the number of parts for each figure has gone up compared to the Datsuns or Wheeljack. Uh, cost of materials has also gone up, which contributes to the rise in pricing. Datsuns and Wheeljack were from the early 2010s, so I think that also lines up pretty well. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of what you... It is the answer. Uh, I definitely would say, like... I think that the designs are making use of the parts count in interesting and engaging ways. I think the physical delivery has been um, sliding in its quality for the last three releases, and I say that as someone who enjoys them. Uh, I can't deny, though, when someone says, and it's not just—it's not because it's a third-party company, it is just an example. Uh, New Age makes a pocket-scale toy that, in far less components and with a lot less steps— is able to pull off 
a a similar trick on a Starscream, for instance, that doesn't need that many parts to pull it off. I, one can then say Starscream has more more mass to work with. I personally think the pocket scale stuff. If you were to scale that up to masterpiece scale, I don't think the magic that a lot of people think would happen is what happens. Uh, I think that something gets lost if you were to blow those up in size, and that their their small size is part of how they are able to pull off the quote unquote magic. But there are times on some of the figures where it's like, oh boy, like uh, on Hound, for instance, he does some really cool tricks, uh, but his shoulders specifically are on a level where I sort of stare at them and I wonder if three weeks of development kind of just stacked on top of each other and maybe they didn't have to have as many motions as they do. Whereas the way that the wheels store away in, in both cases, I think are really clever. Like his, his rear wheels just turning into boxes and storing inside his legs is a stroke of genius in my opinion. Um, it's a, it's a tricky thing to balance, but I thought it was neat that there was someone actually answering those questions for better or for worse. Uh, and that brings us to the big reveals. Yo, Masterpiece RC and Tigatron. Let's talk about Tigatron. Uh, DJ, I feel like specifically, I remember talk, that we had talked about this. I know Aaron, you talked about it as well, but like we were like, yeah, I guess they could always do a Tigatron at a Cheetor if they remold some parts. What if they just make a new toy that uses like a similar transformation structure, but it's basically a new toy? who's a lot bigger like mm-hmm. i am impressed by this i think it's it's kind of telling in in the way of them saying no we're gonna do season one <laughs> yeah look we made a new tigatron um the head uh of the tiger appears to be the same one that's on his chest for instance right down to having an eye color swap uh the tiger is more bulked out than Cheetor's Cheetah mode. Uh, mm-hmm. There's shared DNA between the two, but that ain't a retool. Yeah, I, it it's definitely appears to be a case of they took the CAD file and then dragged that percentage slider up about 30%. To start and with, then, yeah. And then, like, just redid the, the chest area for him so that the head, so that the tiger head becomes the robot chest head or the robot yeah head chest chest head chest, oh boy yeah, you know oh what i mean boy. um and then just like bulked out a few other panels the front legs beyond on the just tiger scaling mode, it the, the front legs on the tiger mode that's i would just straight up say that's new tooling like that yeah. that that's new toy stuff <laughs> well i mean it's just a matter of if they're already making new molding because it's already bigger that's just a case of they they adjusted the front leg dot STL slider another thirty percent. I mean, I, I I don't think those are even the Cheetor legs, like modified. Yeah. I think those are just new. I'd have to I'd have to handle my Cheetor, which is back here now. It's no longer at work. Yeah, <laughs> somewhere. Uh, also, you know, keep maintaining thing the thing I don't like, like that official photography of his robot mode where they tried to have his hand open and it really shouldn't be. Yeah, it's, it looks like a bird from the side. Yeah, I saw I saw your uh your tweet about that. Stop doing that. Like it just doesn't how can you look at that and think like, "Oh yeah, that looks fine." Like <laughs> like I'm not talking about his thumb. His thumb is screen accurate. But this <laughs> put a second mm-hmm. knuckle in or just tell them, "Hey, can you please not try to open the hand? It opens for function." Yeah. 
Yeah. Again, it's a case of it would be wonderful if they had one of the toy designer guys as a photographer and like, look, I mean, Thursday afternoons, you take photos for, 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 for this stuff. You don't, you don't give it to the, the guy down <laughs> in the friggin' mail room. I, I feel like, like in a dream world, like that makes sense. But I, I could see from the perspective of the designer, like, I, you want me to do another guy's job? Yeah, like, well, I, I could, I could then... see that. But also, these photos are a bummer. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, TJ Tigatron coming out before Terror Soar is something I wouldn't have predicted myself. I'm, I mean, you saw the shots that Takara, you know, of the display that Takara set out. They're still using Rat Trap and Rhinox from the Universe line. Yeah. Or from the Generations line, rather. And it's getting... Mm, like I, I, I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting for those to come out in uh, some could, kind of a form. Get, give me the whole cast. I could live without Rat Trap getting updated. I could live with, with Deluxe I mean, Rat Trap. I mean, that's... Yeah... Because like, I would rather they just do Rhinox, and if that means no rat trap, that's fine. Please do Rhinox. <laughs> that that See, Voyager toy doesn't belong in that display. And yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so. no. <laughs> like, what surprises me is like it's not like Terrace or anything. It's hard for me to judge because Beast Wars the dub for Japan was so different than the one in the U.S. I have no idea who was really that popular. Oh yeah, yeah. Like mm-hmm. I don't know what the like I don't know what the like the the long term opinion was of you know a character like Tigatron or you know the rest whatever the rest of the cast like because they all got these really weird personalities and ticks to them. In, yeah, in their I mean version. Tigatron. I I want to say that he had some fan base because he was basically a Ronin. Mm-hmm. Like they they made him mm-hmm. supremely cool. Yeah, but like. Tigatron before like Waspinator surprises me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, one could say like, well, they got you know a part of part of the work already done through Cheetor, and you know, I, I would say yeah, that makes sense. But but if you're gonna do this upscaling and like thirty percent at least redesign, like that's still a, a bunch of work to yeah. do. It's not just yeah, we just squirted we we pushed the tiger button on Cheetor, you know. <laughs> I mean, they 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 likely knew that going in and developed them at the same time. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. Uh, I, I'm just so impressed that they went for these size accuracy. Because um, also, like, just looking at him coming up to Dinobot's shoulders, y- y'all, we all know this, Dinobot ain't a small toy. Someone coming up to his shoulders, that's going to be a substantial the hunk to mess with. Uh, which, which I'm into. I'm ready for it. Uh, and uh, yeah, also, RC is announced. MP51 yeah. is RC. Uh, I think she looks alright. Like, the, the that first photo, again, the photo they took, what a masterpiece hot rod kind of photo to take. Let's take her at a weird angle that will exacerbate the weird shape of her chest. Uh, we'll have both her hands open, which doesn't look good, including the hand that's holding the gun with her thumb yeah. dislocated backwards. Like like some sort of weird claw. Don't pay someone for a photo like that. Anyway. Uh, and and don't remove the, like, prop stand. Or if you do, don't leave 
50% of it as a ghostly image. Yeah. <laughs> Behind her. <laughs> Cause that's that I, I am assuming that was a clear stand. That's why it has that weird look to it in the photo with the starry mm-hmm. background. But you photoshopped everything else out. So it's like I'm not like there are people who want to yell about the toy, and that's fine. I don't I don't I think that might be a waste of energy, but someone who got who probably got paid money for that Photoshop job, I'm yelling about because that's borderline the kind of stuff I want to get paid to do, and you're paying someone to do that shoddy a job. Anyway, um, we got photos of her on the show floor, and from the front, I think she looks awesome, and from the side, I also think she looks pretty awesome. The backpack was not as big as I was expecting. I know people are talking about it a lot, but let's bear in mind that this is RC, who gives you literally crumbs to work with. Mm-hmm. There, there's nothing to work with with RC, so... Uh, the backpack being remotely manageable is a feat, I think. Um, the uh, Also, the entire lower body, it's kind of astonishing to me how smooth it is. Uh, even though, it, obviously, it's just folded up inside the car, it still has to compress a bit into that car. Uh, and, and obviously, there is the topic of her chest. Uh, someone found the design dock for the Deluxe RC, which has that chest design, and that seems to be the one that they're basing the masterpiece off of, which definitely curvifies her a whole lot more, um, just on a, on a on a sketch on paper level. Uh, and, and honestly, the main thing about the chest, like having had the discussion with some folks, it's not the chest plate; it's the collar. Uh, if you ignore her collar and her head and just look at the pink parts, everything about that has a silhouette. The collar doesn't even screw up the silhouette super badly, but it causes a visual spike of white that I think messes with the entire shape when you look at it as a whole. Um, And I think... I can see that. I think in hand, she's probably going to be fine. Another reason why there's that kind of weird slopey shape, aside from the Generations art, is that makes room for her to have a horizontal shoulder joint, which seems to have quietly been added to the Masterpiece bullet point list of things that have to be on every toy. Um, cause clearly that's a rotational joint for her to bring her to kind of butterfly her arms forwards. Um, right. so to me, the main thing about the figure, I think the robot mode looks fine. Uh, it, it's got some, some flaws, but there's nothing that's like hypercritical given what they're trying to do. I still think the, uh, Alex Kubelski version ocular max did looks better, but that's cause Alex K understands on an intrinsic level what transforming toys are supposed to be ever since I read that interview with him. Uh, mm. I am looking forward, though, to seeing how the transformation works on RC, because the, the thing that Masterpiece has not lost is really cool transformations. Even if the materials delivery doesn't hold up, the basic idea is always so cool. Uh, Man, I really have the feeling, though, with RC, because her two modes are so separate from each other, mm-hmm. that it's going to be a whole lot of unfold car from backpack, fold lady robot toy into rough shape to fit 100 percent. i believe oh, that yeah. her, her uh chest piece i think is the same one on the front of the car mode yeah uh, that's yeah. about the only thing that it looks like the the trick is going to be how her torso ends up underneath the front of the car mode see because that's what everybody early on was looking at the like cut in her collar Saying that that chest panel needed to be higher no, up, yeah, that, that because of that cut, that thing folds, and up. that cut is entirely a hinge to get the the bottom of her shirt basically to become the front of the car. Yeah, that that's totally a hinge. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I'm really sure that's a hinge. 
uh, to do that. And, and then beyond that, it just looks like her, like her legs are going to fold pretty much flat back, and like that's the unfortunate thing is that it looks very much like it's just going to be she hides inside the parts of the car. I, I would, da- I, I would dare anyone becoming there parts who complains of the car. about that to tell me what they thought was going to happen. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't, I don't. I don't see how it's avoidable with RC. It's like, aside not. from just yeah, aside from just how thin a robot mode is. I'm I'm happy I'm happy enough with this because the very least, her character model has a backpack already. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I expect big things hanging yeah. off her back and her shoulders. And, and that's why again I, I don't like I I am the last person who's going to say oh go th- go three P, but like Alex K's work on the Ocular Max's Alia. It, like I transformed her yesterday a bunch of times. The backpack on that thing is—it's astonishing how little of a backpack that toy has. Um, and I think that the reason this one has such a backpack, in part, is to have the smoother limbs and the actual like front of the car being the front of the chest. Um, I, I, I can go on about the Alex K one, but like even the best RC that probably will ever be made, the Alex Kambalski version. That is how it transforms. That one's transformation, the whole magic to it, is how much the robot folded underneath doesn't look like a person from underneath the car. Uh, and how much that robot actually alts, like shapes herself into the bottom of a car, if that makes any sense. Um, but this one still, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with the backpack. I felt like Masterpiece Hot Rod's backpack had some really cool stuff going on, even though it, you know, it ended up being a backpack. Uh... And yeah, like when people say she's going to be a shell former, it's just what did you think was going to happen? Did you think, did you, like, go look at Toy Worlds and tell me about how you want to see her legs actually form the sides of the car? Because Toy Worlds is just her legs as the sides of the car, and there's no rear to the car. It's just the rear of the robot mode, and they're hoping mm-hmm. you just never look at it, you know? Uh, if you're going to say Fans Toys did it better, like, A, no, they didn't. But also, B, theirs shell forms just as much, and theirs transforms worse than any of the other RCs I've seen. So, Takara Tomy is going to go for a transformation with flow if anyone who works on those toys is working on this. Uh, and that, that's, that's what I would like to see, is what the flow is like. Even MP44 Optimus, once you know how he works, has a flow, even if it's meddled with by the fact that those little blue hook things don't work on the truck mode. Uh... I also would really like to know who was the lead on this and if Kobayashi had anything to do with this RC, because he is the one who designed the deluxe RC, and he's the one whose unofficial Wonderfest RC is what got him noticed by Takaratomi in the first place. It would be very cool if he got to work on the official Masterpiece RC. Uh, so I'm hoping we can learn that through interviews or something, like, sooner than later. Um, I don't know. I, I, like it's, it's also been really weird trying to sift through the online discussion of everyone trying to come up with the clever boob joke. Uh, and I, I, I am, uh, I'm kind of starved to talk about any, the actual toy. Uh, <laughs> uh, TJ, like, are you thinking that you, like, I mean, obviously this is going to be expensive. I believe the price that was floating around was somewhere around the same as hound. Uh, if, if not exactly the same, I can't quite remember if it was confirmed, but are, are you eyeballing this one at all? Yeah. Uh, she's currently eyeballed at 16,000 yen. Yeah, that's like, like roughly Hound, slightly up from Hound, I think. Mm-hmm. I am in the camp that's really kind of like frustrated with the shape of her torso mm-hmm. because there's there's just something that's really off about that. Like even looking at it from the profile, I'm like, 
Yeah, like that feels like it should be higher up. That collar like, is is really messing things up, in my opinion. I'm I'm not even sure it's the collar, because like the only thing that I can really focus on about the collar is well, one, it sits so high over her shoulders. Like I can see where the base of her neck is, yeah. and then it's collar, then shoulder. So she's got a giraffe neck thing going on that's weirding me out. I, I truly feel if if the base of her, even if the collar is weird and big, if the base of her neck lined up with her shoulders, I feel like just the way that our our brains register humanoid shapes, it would probably not have stood stood out quite as much. Yeah, but like I think the collar is just. I'm looking at like shots of the animation models, and it just looks too big to begin with. Oh no, they they definitely are basing her off that generations toy more so than the animation model. Uh. Once I saw the Generations toy artwork, I'll find. I don't know if you saw it. I'll dig it up for you. I mean, um, I, I mean, I, the Generations models to my right. No, no, there is an actual sketch. It. it was based on that is even, I'd, even more like that that masterpiece toy. Because <laughs> um, I, I once I once someone shared that, and I want to find the tweet also so I can properly credit them. Yeah, it was uh, Aquatic Dan on Twitter who shared it. Uh, here, I'll link the tweet. I was like, no, that actually. I'm surprised that that is for the Generations toy and not for this Masterpiece toy. Because, like, you just just look at the shape of that torso. With it's, It even has the limbs removed somewhat creepily. Uh, like, you see the way mm-hmm. the collar is formed on that thing? Oh, yeah, I see that. You see what I mean? Like, the moment I looked at that, I was like, I get it now. I don't think that is a good thing, necessarily, but I get it now. Because, yeah, it is not cartoon accurate whatsoever, uh, as far as the way the torso is designed. I was kind of bummed out to see curvy hips, because I really like how the cartoon is diagonal boxes. And I was sort of looking forward to an official one, I thought, definitely doing that approach. Because uh, there are a lot of curvy RC toys now, and I don't really think that it's as exciting that this is sort of joining the crowd if that makes any sense, I know. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to look forward to it in spite of that because it's a very cool thing for RC to hit the masterpiece level. 100. percent I hope I'm, I've made it clear. Like I'm actually pretty excited about seeing how the figure works. Uh, I'm just after Hound. I'm also worried about early adopting now. Oh yeah. Like, yep. Well, I mean, Hound. Hound in general. Like we've had this run of MPs that just have problems built in where. Your first instinct is to go to a feedback thread and go, "What do I have to be careful with? What what's going to break on this one?" Mm-hmm. I'm I have stopped pre-ordering masterpiece toys because I've I've noticed this run of QC issues, and now with Hound, they seem to be getting amplified. Yeah, here's what I'll say: is Optimus. I don't believe Optimus had a QC issue so much as a lack of explanation to how his knees worked. Uh, Bumblebee, I don't think really had a QC issue that was rampant so much as his backpack actually is just is kind of disappointing it doesn't latch together at the very end hound on a very critical level has small hinges that for multiple people were just crumpling and i've started to, to test with mine and some of the hinges are way the hell too tight and i believe part of that is also the fact that they're painted on every surface including inside the hinge uh hound is definitely an ampli- amplified is a great word to use for hound uh, it goes beyond 
a somewhat overcomplicated design that's hard to to you know intrinsically figure out and it goes into the hinges are tight enough that they sometimes break themselves on some copies uh and so yeah on rc given that she is clearly having lots of small hinges that also makes me worried in a way that i'm really frustrated to be worried in in 2020 with transformers like we i feel like this is a masterpiece 09 hot rod rodimus issue that we shouldn't be thinking about anymore you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like i thought we solved that (laughs) uh but you know then again factories change it's been a long time since 2010 so yeah i i'm with you though i really want to be excited about this figure because there's a lot of very cool stuff going on with her and also it's like masterpiece rc a female masterpiece toy that is not a retool of someone else is is very exciting um uh aaron what about you like are, are you are you in the similar camp of kind of wanting to wait and see if something's wrong first yeah, I I mean, more so I'm very much like masterpieces at conventions type of Oh, that too. type of deal. Yeah. Um and yeah, it's a lot of it's because of things like this that uh, it starts getting once you start turning up that price knob, I start feeling more and more uh uh anxious maybe is the is the word to go for on on what it's going to end up like, where I'm not going to just jump at it and be early adopter and be like, oh, yeah, and it turns out if you accidentally turn that uh, that elbow outwards, uh, it explodes and, and shrapnel flies. And yeah. hopefully you're wearing safety glasses at the time. <laughs> I'm taking what I'm going to call still the current state of my hound, because who knows what will happen in the next few months. But I'm taking the current state of my hound as a sign that I got lucky and I shouldn't push mm-hmm. my luck. So I'm I'm gonna wait with RC Tigatron. I, the Beast Wars ones have been uh, a, just great so far. The worst thing that happened in Beast Wars was uh, an under lubricated shoulder ratchet that was identified very quickly, and Black Arachnia's stand stuff sucks. But that's not the toy; that's the accessories. So I'm I'm confident mm-hmm. in Tigatron still. But yeah, RC is like. Maybe that saving the extra, like, what, 20, 30 bucks by going to Amazon Japan, maybe I'll just wait and that, and, and we'll just see if I can save that much down the line. Because, uh, yeah, I, it's a bummer uh, that that has to be a thing on our minds right now. I mean, obviously, also the most first world ass first world problem we could possibly have, but, you know, in the context of the hobby we're in, uh, it sucks when you got to think about whether the toy is fine. You know, whether it'll just work or not. Um, any other thoughts on Tigatron or RC you guys want to throw out there? Anything else that we... Any any tidbits we didn't hit yet? You see RC comes with the little thing she uses to screw up Junkions? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's a... That's... that's a hint of Masterpiece Junkions, think? No, that's just a classic. <laughs> ah, the... Showed up one time, so let's... Uh... Yep. Every accessory we can think of. I didn't think it was a hint, but I was just wondering if I'd even remotely get to like finish the sentence before we crush that dream. <laughs> dream crushed. They ain't gonna do that for a little while, I don't think. I'm still waiting on Trailbreaker. I'm not. I, I would be furious if a Junkion came out first. <laughs> I'll crush your dreams until I get a Trailbreaker. Uh, did either of you? Like me, forget Lyo Convoy masterpiece was happening while reading all of this. 
it's in briefly. The, it's in the back of my head. Yeah, because I, I still see the pre- I, I still see the pre-order when I check a masterpiece section. Yeah, I I legit forgot about him until I saw him next to the Seacons, and I was like, oh yeah, oh oh yeah, we talked about him even. Uh, he I think that's also kind of proof of why maybe they're leaving Armada Optimus alone for now. There's a lot coming out that even a ma- like you know just me, but I was able to forget a masterpiece Lyo convoy was coming out for a few minutes because of all the other stuff that's coming out. Um, oh, it goes without saying, by the way, uh, yet another fashion line has licensed the Masterpiece 10 mold for a redeco. Did you guys see that? Mm-hmm. Atmos uh, are, are getting a, a army green with orange MP10 coming out. Please let him retire. Never. I'm so hyped for this. I'm not going to buy it, but I, I'm... They can get more pieces to come out of that mold. By God, they're gonna. You gotta think that multiple copies of that tooling, just for various reasons, came to exist over the years, and maybe that's how this is all happening. Yeah, like maybe I they, mean, just, they had a second one, and they're like, "Well, the first one broke, but we still got this one." I well, know. I mean, even before they did the whole all these designer releases, we had tons of re-releases of that mold. Yeah, like, like that's the most popular MP release for a long time. I bet that yeah. they they had good upkeep on that mold, and like, you know, <laughs> as long as it's there, and shoot. Like, look, this is Optimus Prime. We're going to build all of these molds for two million uh, uh, actions on it, and they're like two uh, two million. Okay, like okay, that yeah, maybe yeah, maybe maybe we'll 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 get a lot of it. And then they found out that the masterpiece ceiling on any one of them is nowhere that large. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I am kind of into the part where on this Prime they've got these kind of complex uh, camo prints on some of the smooth surfaces. Um, mm-hmm. That's kind of neat. Um, I'm, I wonder if that was tricky to set up. Uh, but yeah, every time I see a new colored shoe with a new colored MP10, I just, you know, an angel gets its wings. Um, also, did you guys see the, the display around RC? Someone pointed this out to me on Twitter. That you know they got some generations toys in there to fill out the '86 movie cast. You know they got they got the, the Headmaster Cup and the Headmaster Blur. Uh, they don't have Siege Springer in there though. They got the Nick Roche Springer. Ah, this is kind of cute. Hmm. There's a there's a Springer who probably looks a lot more like these characters, but they're like, eh, what if we just this is Nick Roche Nick Roche Springer? I thought that. I mean, would it's be. I mean, its size is a little better. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought I thought it was kind of neat. That's kind of neat. Uh, I hope RC comes with that stand because it's still kind of still kind of complicated to get a hold of those stands. Uh, well, since Tigatron's using it too, I think they just have them lying around. Oh yeah, like that clear one's the one you could buy separately. Um, Tigatron, I, I'm not going to assume comes with a stand. Like he'll have stand capabilities, but I don't think he'll include one. But RC, uh. It'd be nice if they just took advantage of like, oh, we're already doing a, a you know sixteen k yen. Let's throw in the ten k yen stand. Like they sold it for like ten k, I think. So just bundle bundle one in, <laughs> show a good faith for all those hounds. Uh, and there was a, a, a display with a. I don't think this this really was highlighted enough in, in my own feeds. There was a custom painted Studio Series Devastator with a lot of extra highlighting and and, and stuff done. On a yeah. uh, on a big pyramid diorama, and I thought that thing looked sick. Yeah, 
I, I kind of wish that we, I don't know, I want to know who did the customizing. I want to know if it was internal or if it was like they, they got a fan artist to do it from uh, locally. Because, um, yeah, I thought that thing looked super cool. Uh, the Megatron and Fallen, like, the Fallen also actually looked pretty cool. Uh, the Megatron on there and the Optimus with the jet armor, they, they seem like they've just got some extra dry brushing and whatnot. That's that's a bit reductive. But they've got, they got extra paintwork that makes them look like the characters. Devastator, though, like, is, is hard-weathered. And uh, I, I would love to see someone do that on the, on the finished one. Um, which brings us to Devastator. Uh, more specifically and more excitedly for me, Overload. Did y'all see Overload? That friggin' operator, yeah. like, look at him in all his arms. He's doing stuff. Uh, as a leader class toy, I'm excited about Overload just as a standalone. His, his vehicle mode looks enormous. Um, I don't think he has a waist joint because of what his head does when it turns into Devastator, but I'd be really happy to be wrong. Similarly, yeah, I, I like how, oh. how he also just has tucked in on his... Uh, alt mode, just the ring, the like the collar ring. Yeah, it's just got a spot. Yeah. This has got a spot. Yeah. Look, that's a that's a bed back there. Lots of things can go in there. Yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> you, can, you can happen to put that in there. Uh, I also just like how his robot mode is is friggin' weird. Like uh, M Cipher on Twitter was pointing out with these Constructicons, and I agree with him. It's so nice to just see a set of completely unhumanoid transformers. Yes. Um, even though like a bunch of them are you know bipedal at their core, their heads look weird. Their limbs are weird. Uh, Overload has just an extra set of arms on his shoulder pads. Like, it's cool to see just this kooky, weird Transformers that also happen to merge together. Uh, mm-hmm. Not to denigrate poor Scrapper, but like Scrapper's like, "Hi, I'm lanky and have a weird hand." It's like cool Scrapper. <laughs> he's got two. He he's got a weird hand and then like a shovel axe forearm. Yeah, it's neat. I'm not trying to. I'm yeah. not trying to poop on him. I like that he's. His bucket, like, splits apart to form the feet, but I feel like everything I liked about Scrapper, it turns out Scrap Metal did it all a bit more cleanly. So yeah. that's kind of... Although I think the bucket into feet is probably pretty novel. It is. It is. I can't, th- I can't think of anybody else that's done that. And you know what? Here's what also give him. All his wheels are on his legs. Mm-hmm. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool, too. That's pretty cool, too. Scrapper's, Scrapper's cool. I've already ter- changed my mind. Yeah, Scrapper's cool. I just needed to. I, I needed to neg somebody to make Overload feel better uh, and feel yeah. stronger. Well, it's also you needed to like get it out there in the world and say it so that that you could ruminate upon the thought. Yeah. Rather than just having it inside your head and just be like, oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah. And but a, as soon as you said it out loud, you're like, yeah. wow, that's that's really dumb. With, I'm glad there's nobody seconds. recording this to hear it. Yeah. Within 20 seconds, my mind was changed. So it's a good thing that we got it out there and edited it from the the timeline we live in. Yeah, uh, and also we'll throw this out there. I don't think this is exciting at all, really. But it's cool for color options. But Hasbro kind of soft confirmed Skipjack, the yellow rampage, and I mean, did we all think that was like not going to happen? Because Studio Series has been real ready to repaint stuff. Yeah. So I'm. I mean, I mean it, they haven't they haven't repainted any of the Constructicons to this point, though. They haven't, but that's because they were still putting out the first run, like. I don't know. I just, I, I don't feel like it's a surprise Skipjack is happening, nor do I feel like I'll be surprised when green ones start showing up somewhere down the road, you know? Yeah. Wait for the green gift set. Yeah, I, I'll be uh. surprised if they don't, to be honest. Uh, 
But yeah, we uh, we got we now see all of Devastator. We see him put together. Uh, not to keep the chain going. He looks fine. In fact, I'm happy that when he stands upright, as I said on Twitter, he doesn't look like a cat standing upright. Like He looks like a big brute when he's standing upright. But I'm just going to throw it out there to the photographers. His shoulders literally have joints to let him walk on his knuckles. Yeah. So, and I'm doing a big hand gesture pointing at the monitor in that silence. Also, the thing that I had to tighten the joint on on on, uh, on Scavenger, that thing that kind of unfolds itself, has unfolded itself and is hanging underneath one of his armpits. One little glob of poster putty, and that wouldn't be happening. All I'm saying. You see the thing I'm talking about in the photo where he's standing in front of the pyramid? Underneath his left armpit, where with the two deluxes that form the arm? It's that mush... That's the that's the scavenger cockpit that's unfolded itself. Okay. That, okay. that can fold yeah. up. Gravity often makes it unfold itself. If you're taking a product yeah. photo, you can put a little blob of poster putty in there to keep it. Yeah. Anyway. I was gonna say it's it's also the thing in all the poses of it being upright. It looks like his hit like the hip cuts are set up so that he can ratchet for like would sit better ratcheted forward. Oh, yeah. I, I, like, there's so much about it that, like, also, have you seen the movie? You see what the diorama's yeah. doing in the background. <laughs> yes, that's like, like, he he's meant to stand a different way, folk. That's why I'm, I'm actually impressed how he looks standing upright, because I, I really thought he was going to look like, you know, when a cat stands up upright? Uh-huh. And it just doesn't look right? It looks kind of creepy? Like, I thought that was going to be the case. Um... But yeah, I think he I think he categorically is going to look a lot cooler when he's gorilla walking. But hey, props that he looks good when he's not because that means there's more poses you can do with him. And that's mm-hmm. always a good thing. Also, now that I'm looking at him, maybe there is a waist swivel. I truly didn't think there was going to be a waist swivel, but maybe there is one. There's a cut across uh. there that's really noticeable. Ugh. I don't know. I mean, we'll find out, right? Like, we're very close. Uh, Presumably, yes. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, I'm kind of mad that it's not quite clear. I'm like, we're so close. Just give me that overload. It's killing me over here. Uh, <laughs> but uh, TJ, the completed Studio Series Devastator, how are you feeling about this guy? Uh, better than I expected to feel as someone who wasn't really big on the Devastator design in the first place. Uh, he is a mammoth of twisted metal, and I'm starting to dig it now that I see the whole thing together and not in prototypey colors. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, I'll, I'll agree with the sentiment. Um, I'm, I'm preferring Skipjack as the leg. Yeah. So it's... Uh, I, I, I agree, actually, because I, I didn't really... I thought Overload was going to be a different red. I didn't mm. realize how much he was going to be the same red. Because, yeah, it just makes him look like a big... Makes him look like a big naked boy with two gloves and one boot. <laughs> if that makes any sense. He looks, he looks like a big sunburned boy who couldn't find one of his shoes now. Yeah. Like, I've, got, got, I've mm. got, got the matching gloves and boot, and I couldn't, I couldn't find the right one. I, I really wish Overload or Scat... I 
I wish Overload was a different color. I understand he's red in the one time he was a toy and in the movie, but like I wish he was gunmetal or, or orange or I don't know, brown. Like just <laughs> I like that yeah. he's red on his own, but <laughs> Yeah. I'm a, there's actually part of me that's a little bit disappointed he doesn't have just the massive uh just massive hammer arms that the Legends toy had. Because like I, I actually mm. kind of like that. I was kind of looking forward to leader class where half of his bulk was just arms. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If he's in a, what I can say, having having done that upper torso, when he's when he's gorilla walking with the one arm that I have, it starts to do the hammer arm thing a little bit. Because well, no, I just I just mean on overload. Oh, oh, oh cuz like that okay. that alleg- that original legion toy didn't have like the forearm thing that he's got going on. I kind of like the forearm thing going oh, on. Oh, I thought him. I thought you just meant the legend devastator having big arms. Yeah, no, yeah I, like, I agree with you. Like half of that legion toy was just big meat hooks and I I kind of wanted that in in a big form. I wonder how much that might be achievable just with like what he has on this toy like with the multiple arms. If you can, like, have Mm -hmm. them just all arc in the same direction, like, you know, General Grievous them together, sort of. It's not going to be perfect, but it might be a thing. Um, Aaron, what about you? How's uh, how's the, finally, the full look at these guys striking you? I'm glad I've been uh, picking them up along the way. Yeah, yeah, me too. Oh, boy. Like, like, I'll say it again. Like, I'm sure Scrapper's going to be... In fact, being a Voyager, I bet Scrapper's probably going to be fine because he's a Voyager who's not doing a weird thing. But, man, they went they went for it on Overload. They went mm-hmm. for it. Ah, Like, just that, that shot in the case with, with him just, like, with his arms down, but, like, in alignment with his normal arms. Oh, it's so cool. I love this stuff. Uh, I'm trying to see if there's a date on any of the cards for him or Scrapper, but I don't see anything. Because usually Studio Series toys come out in Japan after they come out here, or at least after they're found here. I mean, didn't we already have, like, a spring 2020 and a summer 2020? Well, that was the Hasbro date. I never... Right. Yeah, that... like, we're fi- we're finding all of the Earthrise toys now, and those weren't supposed to be out for another month or two. Yeah. Yeah. Which is going to make, like, Toy Fair kind of sad. Oh, I'll see what's coming out already at Target. Like, I bet, around I the bet nation. we'll see three or four new Earthrise toys, and that's I'd be happy with that. Yeah, I, I, I figure we'll see the next wave. Yeah, we'll see, like, we'll a, lot of the a... Stuff, a lot of the stuff we've gotten the Walmart computer leaks for. for so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, we'll see what it looks like, but yeah, the reveal side's kind of... Kind of yeah, dark. look at the thing that Walmart already screwed yeah, us on. Thanks, thanks. already. Ugh, come on. Uh, we'll see a bunch of Cyberverse stuff because no one cares to leak it, which actually means it's the most exciting Toy Fair news, I think. Because <laughs> like Cyberverse is, is like in a really good place right now. Uh, I watched Thu's video on the uh, Ultra Class Clobber, and like mm-hmm. that's kind of a legit Transformer. Like her torso is compromised for the gimmick, but her limbs are poseable, and I, I think that alt mode looks really cool. I don't know what it is, but it looks really cool. So didn't watch my didn't watch my review for it. I it was in my feed this morning while I was eating my tuna salad. Uh, Come on, you got to get your SEO better, man. I just been I would using, argue, I've been I would the argue front that page. To, I would argue that toy does not get hindered by the gimmick. 
I, f- I feel like he gets hindered in that her head's part of the torso sculpt. Also, this makes me realize I didn't even mention Clobber. Uh. Oh, crap. You're right. Hey, <laughs> DJ. <laughs> Number one, have you got anything else to talk about with Studio Series Devastator? Uh, no, I'm good. Hey, TJ, this week, did you get Clobber by chance? I got this feeling you made it. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 How, how are you feeling about that Clobber? Clobber's a lot of fun. Clobber, Clobber might be my favorite for that size class. Yeah, she looks like she ousts that Shockwave, and I love that Shockwave. I think Shockwave gets a little bit of a drop down now that we have the Deluxe out. Yeah. And so the, we have, the, we have like, nicer Shockwave. I actually feel like the Ultra does some stuff better than the Deluxe, to be honest. Hmm. Uh, the, the Deluxe kind of let me down with the... <laughs> for all it does, now that it's coming out on the cusp of Season 3, the quote-unquote head of Shockwave's alt mode really ought to be on a ball joint. And it kind of bummed me out that it wasn't. <laughs> hmm. But that Ultra one also like hides an entire gun arm in a, in a way that I thought was incredible, so I'm a little bit biased. Uh, okay, that's fair. Yeah, but I mean, Clobber, yeah. I, I didn't know that much armor. Like, I'd seen the photos, and I was kind of like, whatever, but like seeing that gimmick in motion, I was like, I didn't know that much is in there. Like, that's a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it folds into this nice little compact thing that accordions into her, into her back very nicely. Yeah. Like, for that size class, her articulation is really good. Mm. Like, she doesn't have a waist, which I wish she had, That's but that's about all she's really missing. Like, I, she's got wrist rotation, which I didn't expect for that size. Yeah. Like, she's ball-jointed in the hips and the shoulders. She's got full range there. She's got bicep rotation. I I was theorizing how to give her a head swivel. Uh, you, you'd need a little saw, because you have to cut the head out. But then if you build a backing onto the head with some plastic card, and then get a ball socket thing from, like, a Gundam kit and glue that to her head and her neck, I bet she could get a head in there. Like a neck joint. Maybe? I don't know. Just I don't think we're going to get another clobber toy, so I, <laughs> I want to figure out how to maximize yeah. the one that we that we got. It's one thing that I like. is like, if this is the only clobber toy, it actually doesn't scale with the deluxes too bad. Yeah. Like, it's nice. Okay, big brood of the team. Cool. Fits right in. Yeah, it's like, it's like like Shockwave. If that Ultra was all that he got, like scale's kind of weird, but it was g- good figure. It's not like poor mm-hmm. Slipstream or Shadow Striker. Yeah, uh, just say again, poor Shadow Striker. Yeah. But yeah, like the gimmick works. The gimmick really doesn't interfere with the toy in any significant way. Uh, I even like the vehicle. It's a simple transformation, but that vehicle actually looks like you know, like the flying hover tank that it's supposed to be. She looks so. to me like a space tank, and in a way that works. Yeah. And Transformers, sometimes, when they hit space tanks, it's like Transformers either hits it, or it's like, in a position where they should hit it, they somehow don't, and usually it's a Megatron. But Yeah. <laughs> Some, sometimes it's just a matter... I, I feel like it's a matter of, like, we have one of three space tank aesthetics. Two of them are pretty good, and one of them's like... Why do we let him? I'd say Clobber's a new one. Like Clobber doesn't look like anyone else. Uh, she's got like a almost kind of like a. She looks to me like a vehicle from Tron in a way. Like with the the kind of okay. kind of stacked layering of 
of hard angles. You kind of have to see past the clamps being right there on the... You kind of have to see past her arms just chilling out on the side of the tank mode. But, I don't know. I think it works. Yeah, it still works. Okay, now now I think I really am done with what I have for this week. All right, all right. That was our uh, that was our Easter egg for those of you who listened past the one hour twenty mark. Uh, the eight, we call you guys the eighty minute true fans uh, of the podcast. Anyway, we got us anything else from Wonderfest you guys want to hit? Uh, I don't remember a whole lot else that was revealed there. Um, but was there anything else that that you guys wanted to, to bring up? I don't know if you saw anything. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, TJ, I believe you were in Disney World. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. A little bit uh, distracted. Well, I'll throw out there, Flame Toys uh, announced a new license they've got for their high-end stuff, which is uh, Batman Arkham Knight. They're doing the Arkham Knight as a high-end figure, who totally suits their aesthetic. But now that they're doing Transformers, I'm happy more licenses are showing up there so more people will get to try out their stuff. But I also, I certainly don't need to go full completist on everything that, like, Chemical Attack Team lays their hands on now. Uh, the fact that they're doing any Transformers, it's like, alright, now I got somewhere I can just chill out and get the experience I want. I'm even starting to think about selling my re-edit Iron Man. I'm not sure yet if I will, but it's it's crossing my mind. Um, what else was there? There was a Wonderfest licensed, uh, you know, one day licensed fan made uh, Beast Wars Scorponok that I saw on Twitter. Uh, very simple, but looked a lot like the cartoon design. It wasn't like trying to be a masterpiece. Uh, I think it's just someone wanted to make Scorponok, and that that was kind of cool. Um, anyway. We got us a listener question, a couple listener questions here from Carito, uh, who sent these in uh, in January. These were some of the first questions we got in 2020. Carito uh, says, hello, riders of the electronic waves and happy May. No, no, it's February. We're not that bad. Uh, it's been a while since I sent some questions. I decided to bother you with three questions this time around. First of all, uh, this mark this month marks 10 years since I officially started my toy collection with the purchase of Leader Class Revenge of the Fallen Optimus. My decade of collecting hasn't been that remarkable with only two standouts. My first third-party full figure in the form of Make Toys Galaxy Meteor and my first masterpiece, Japanese Optimus Primal, uh, who he got at one of those, like, buy it at the end of the convention because then it's on sale, and that's a good time to buy things. Uh, these two are currently the centerpieces of each of their shelves, so I wonder what successful capitalist transactions were you the most proud of in the last decade toys or otherwise so in the last 10 years like like just what's a purchase that you felt like you won i think is the the way to put this uh and it last this is one of those few last decade questions i feel more comfortable thinking about because it means i can think of all the times i thought i made a good purchase and then like within the last decade then reneged that thought and perhaps even started to regret it um but uh, yeah, like like off the top of my head, uh, getting uh, SH Fig Arts Dangerous Zombie Common Rider Genmu for like ninety bucks, that felt like a victory because it turns out that he never was that cheap again. Uh, same thing for SH Fig Arts uh, Gaim uh, Zangetsu Energy. Uh, those were two Fig Arts I picked up right before they spiked. And they, it still feels really cool. That and the, the Dan Kuroto human forms that I got for like a total of about 60 bucks off Mandarake. That felt really... A lot of Mandarake SH Fig Arts, really, I think it's the last 10 years. Not to say... I mean, for Transformers, my victory would be, along with several other Canadians, when we got the entire first wave of Siege using a coupon code off Hasbro Toy Shop with free shipping that we weren't supposed to. And they followed through with it, shipping them in multiple boxes per, per, per buyer, uh, with us costing Hasbro Toy Shop 
at least sixty to a hundred dollars in shipping a piece. Uh, that was that was kind of cool. that's still I think the biggest victory. <laughs> um, but I don't know, what about you guys, Aaron? Any any uh, big purchases that feel like you won in the last decade? Man, I don't know. Like I'm sure there is. I mean, there's I gotta know be some. That... Otherwise, like, have you been winning? Yeah, like. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to sit here and think, like, Alfie's pickup of the Gig Jazz was an exceptional thing, because she got it for probably about half to a third of what it should have been. Yeah, I remember that. Um, But, like, individual purchases? Like, saying the decade means that, like, my Magma Bulkhead doesn't fall in that, because that's animated. They missed it by two years. Yeah. I'm trying to think of anything else that's been like exceptional or outstanding. I think part of it's probably because I I tend to get stuff as it's come out or shortly after, so it's not like I've reached back in time to get something big. You know what? what I felt like I got a good deal. Magma Bulkhead is definitely worth mentioning because I think it took until the 2010s for us to realize that that was a really good get. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, before then, it was kind of like, oh, I'm sure there's millions of these prototypes floating around. Yeah. Nope. Turns out there's a whole three of them that exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I can't think of... Let's see. Magma Bulkhead Confirmation totally works. <laughs> yeah. Uh, TJ, what about you in the last decade? Was there any purchase that's like, you feel still that like you won? You beat the system? God, I'm trying to think now if there's anything like... I mean, I, I can think of specific. one. I can think of one. Because you talked about it last time. And Sentai Robot. Mm. With the completely unused sticker sheet. I mean, that... Like, you didn't get it for a steal, but the fact that you I got it... I didn't get it, it for a steal. Yeah, like... The, fa- the fact that I found it in just, like, an antique shop of all places. Yeah. Like, I still feel but, like you beat something. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't in the last decade, though, that was within this w- new one. Oh, it's a, such a friggin' technicality. You're right, though. No. Um, if we go all the way back to the, the first year qualifying for this, that is when I grabbed my G1 Star Saber. Ooh, oh, yeah. For 140 was 100% complete sand stickers. Yeah. That's still a steal. I just saw a beat up Star Saber at a toy show for like I think two forty or two fifty or something. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think. It's like because like like there isn't. I, I don't think there's any point where I was like, okay, this should not be this price. I I know I've thought that a few times, but I can't specifically remember what that was or so. Like it's not like a triumph in my head. It's like, oh, I got that for this. See you. Now, well, you I, know, I if, think that's... If, if it's not a triumph in your head, then I think that disqualifies it. Like, it's not sticking out enough. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of what I'm coming down to here. Yeah. Like, honestly, that Star Saber probably is still the king of that. Just because the condition of it was so good. Yeah, nah, I think I think that's a that's a topper. Like, that's that's a hard one to beat. Um, that brings us to our second question. Uh, Karita says, on my decade of collection, I've thankfully only had three toys break on me, with the exception of the model kits and whatnot. Uh, Figma Skyward Link, who lost a hand after a peg broke. Uh, 
D-Arts Gallant Mon that while taking out of the package for the first time, one of the shoulder pads decided, nah, man, I like it in here more, and just broke off in his hand. Uh, which he says is a fine metaphor for the state of the Digimon franchise at the time. Hey, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and now more, more recently is Gokai Red Fig Arts, who decided no longer wanted to be connected to, the, to its own pelvis. Uh, goes back in, but can't do kick poses. Uh, can still stand, though. That's Yeah, that's a Fig Arts Sentai thing that I've, I've heard more than once. Um, so second question. What has been some of the most catastrophic accidental separations of plastic molecules that you've had, and how did you deal with it? Uh, so yeah, like what was what was just a break where you were just like, you know, when when those breaks where you feel that spike run through your chest, when you're like that can't uh, that can't be broken. Oh, it is. Huh. I very directly have this one. Mm-hmm. The Revenge of the Fallen Jetfire was combined with Optimus Prime, somehow managed to make the leap off of the top of a very stable uh, um, bookshelf. Yeah. And broke the pylon that held, like, his sides on. Mm-hmm. Snapped it right in half. And uh, that was the ex-wife swearing up and down that she didn't do it but then offering to buy a new one because she might have accidentally pulled on the bookshelf too hard for something. The reason she's in China. I mean, what? Hmm? Uh, yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty rough one, especially when yeah. that thing was new and it seemed like, well, toys aren't going to get better than this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it was something that I ended up having to replace because it happened like a couple of years afterwards. So it wasn't like it was something that had happened around the time it would be easy to get a replacement. Yeah. Well, uh, t- Paying, I, I think it was another, like, 30% on top of the price of that toy. And that's during movie hype as well, and everyone thinking it's the best toy we're ever going to get of that guy. And uh, yep. we all need one, yeah. Uh, yeah. DJ, what about you? Any any heartbreaking plastic snaps that you've experienced? I'm usually pretty careful with my stuff, so there's not a whole lot of break incidents that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember a specific one. The one that comes to mind is early on in my I ha- I'm trying to get all of the uh, noise-making Japanese belts that I possibly can. Uh, I ha- I got Ixa. It was like, toy, wa- toy functionality wise is one of my favorite ones. Yeah. But if you remember how that one works, like... Like, you push into this, like, not only is, like, half of the belt, like, like a, you know, basically, like, a plastic brass knuckle toy. But also, like, you have to press it into the belt from the side mm-hmm. in order to actually activate all of its tricks. So, I can remember, I can remember trying to firmly uh, connect that. And like get a like a really snug fit around my waist so that I could actually do that without the belt sliding halfway around my waist. And just going one day, oh, that fits, that fits perfect. Snap, falls to the floor. The strap broke from the hinge. Hmm. So uh, that one is. I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure. Like. <laughs> There's a lot of epoxy that now holds that together, and I have not really touched it since. <laughs> that just means it's re- you really know it's yours. That's, uh, that's a, I was reading recently someone going like, you know, when I repair a toy, at least that way I know it's mine. Makes me feel like it, it tightens my bond with the figure, and I kind of agree with that. 
Oh, glue will do that. Yeah, glue does tighten bonds. Especially with skin. Ugh. Uh, I have two uh, immediately jump to mind. First one, Shattered Glass Hot Rod. Uh, I'm like, what do, what do you mean he has a head swivel? Let me try to fix this. Turns out, oh. turns out oh. five years after the convention, I found out that mine had a glue-locked head uh, when the head twisted off, and I saw tons of dried glue inside the head. Um, uh. Also, because I was trying to figure out what was going on, he has kind of like some plier marks on the sides of his head, too, but it's hard to tell with that head sculpt. Uh, so I just drilled holes in the neck stump on both sides and put a brass pin in there. Uh, and so his head stays on and can swivel now. And it's mine. Uh, the other one is one I've, I managed to track down in the height of its popularity after I missed the pre-order and damn it, I wanted it. Uh, SH Monster Arts Shin Godzilla, the first one, uh, in the red package, the mass retail one. I finally got one off Mandarake for basically retail prices. Like, I did it. I pull him out. And then one of the ball socket stems connecting one of his arms just snaps off immediately. Uh, so I put a brass rod in there, and it, it now holds together. Uh, part of the motion isn't there, but that, I also discovered with that toy that Monster Art toys, they don't really have articulation, they just have lots of ball joints, if that makes any sense. So, if one ball joint doesn't work, it still can move the thing around a bit, it just doesn't move around as much as the other little arm. Uh... Because it's just piles of ball joints kind of mushing around in a gelatinous fashion. Um, I also then later found out that the Shin Godzilla monster arts is like one of the worst monster arts that they came out with. And I was like, well, that's a shame because it's the only one that I want. Um, but off the top of my head, those were two uh, nightmare breaks uh, that you know had that moment of like, oh, I freed up the joint. Oh, no, wait, it came off. Oh, like that's the, the sensation that I, I think of when I think of this question. Um, speaking of, last question uh, Carito apologizes for this one but it's been on his brain all day uh, I'm currently listening to a web show doing their annual uh, agglomeration of ER reports to find out what people got stuck inside their holes and this year I noticed a large increase of people getting toys stuck up there he basically wants to know if we had a gun stuck to our head what toy in our collection would we shove up our butt uh, thanks, like always, from uh, the now decade of it plus of entertainment, and hope 2020 has done you well so far. So, uh, I'm just going to do the easy answer to take it away from you guys. World's smallest ravage. Go. <laughs> God, no, I that still got ingested. Mine. Thank you. You'd never even notice. You'd never. You'd never even notice world's smallest ravage. One by one, round Lego piece. Yeah, that's pretty good too. <laughs> All right, TJ, what what else have you got that's small? Oh, I already know one. I already know one. I already know one. We'll see. What I'm trying to think like, oh, I know one that you could say. Do you? Yep. But do you, I don't know if you want me to say it right away. You would never notice it. I'm not noticing it now, and I'm trying to think of it. One glios switch pin. Okay, is that really a toy? That seems it more like a, a part. You can buy them on their... It is a toy. It is a toy. If Aaron can put one Lego stud twixt his cheeks and have the gun removed from the side of his head, you can put a switch pin in that same spot. Now, whether the gunman would be satisfied with one Lego stud, that's a question I guess we ought to figure out. We'll leave that to the listeners. But, uh... <laughs> 
No, if Aaron can do a one by one, you know what, Aaron? I'm going to say this: it can't be the round one; it has to be the square one. You bastard! <laughs> <laughs> it's got to leave little lines on the way. God. To be honest, an entire Faden is round enough that I feel like you wouldn't really. Well, okay, you'd notice, but. I mean, like, a phase arm is just, like, a suppository. Yeah. But, I mean, Faden and Sarvos have very round heads. So, like, you know, they, they don't have friction. I'm sorry, but, like, when I pasted the question in, I was like, I'm going to cut in and do World's Smallest Ravage right away because, like, I'm not letting anyone have that. Uh, and that is more of a toy than a Lego stud, I'll just say. I am the one who doesn't get shot. Unequivocally. <laughs> uh... Anyway, I hope that answered your question, Karina. Uh, that brings us to uh, what we got off topic this week. Uh, what we might have done that was not related to Transformers necessarily. Uh, Aaron, anything on your end that was off topic? Any, did you buy any <laughs> Lego studs? Uh, I did buy uh, the Lego ISS. I got an idea for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it came with a few extra of those pieces. Well, you can't have litter lying uh, around. All you got to recycle them. Yeah, no, I uh, bought it on its release day, and I have the uh, a NASA jacket that Alfie had gotten me for a birthday previously. So I was wearing that jacket, because it was definitely jacket weather. And I walk in, and the guy's like, hi, welcome to the Lego store, what are you here? Hold on. Like, walks away, comes back, and hands me the ISS, because it was its release day. And he's like, there you go. He also you'll, likes- you'll get the... You'll get- the patch when you you cash out. It was like okay, thanks. Did he like snarl you nerd or something under his breath? <laughs> no, no. It was it was it was a big grin. Like you know, worst case scenario, he walks over and puts it back. But it was a good funny moment. Moment. I, just, I like the idea uh, of the Lego store guy who's got the big enough britches to like call an actual like NASA enthusiast yeah. a nerd. Uh. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it ended up being like a two and a half three hour long build. And was really pretty cool. Mm. Um, the issues I have with it is like the the solar panels. I feel like are a little bit small. But looking at photos of the International Space Station versus the Lego version thereof, I think they set the scale based off of the size of the U.S. segment parts. Mm. If you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. So they set that at like a two by two round. And then, like, the solar panels would need to be, like, two and a half bricks wide or something. Yeah, so it just doesn't Where it's exist. a matter of, like, yeah, where it's, like, like we got to scale it to one of these things. And by making the segment parts of regular size, nobody's getting, you know, it's the way that you build that segment out. And it has everything that's on orbit plus a Cygnus, which actually just had its flight canceled or delayed, I think. There was supposed to be a Cygnus going up, which is a big resupply thing. Um, then I I took it into work, and in, within the course of 48 hours, managed to sell, like, four more for Lego. Uh, so I'm yet to see that commission check, but uh, it was it was a good, fun build. Nice. Um, the, the Russian segment is very much a bunch of oddball construction because it's not nearly as large nor as regular as like the u.s segments are like i don't know a big aluminum can yeah whereas the russian segments are all because the russian segments would launch on its own rocket and then have its own like little bits of propulsion to get it there so it has a bunch of extra like 
greebly nonsense on the outside of those components. Whereas the Americans were like, oh, we st- we're still using the shuttle. Let's do this. Yeah. But that and just starting down the rabbit hole of putting together a Cal Kestis cosplay. Yeah, we uh, oh, we didn't talk on recording about that. No. Yeah, there was a funny bit from that discussion. I'm still kind of laughing yeah. at that. Oh, yeah, once but, you have the robot, just put, put a magnet on it. And it's pretty, just magnets are cheap. Just get magnets. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, 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 once you have the, once I, once I summon up the robot that I have. Well, so, like, if you go on Etsy and find there's people that have made BD1s that, that aren't terribly expensive, and I'm having to sit there and do, like, the, okay, I've got, <laughs> I have one of my lackeys that, uh, is getting a 3D printer and he's like, I'm really looking for stuff to print. So it's like, well, here's a guy that has all the STLs for like 20 bucks and maybe I just buy that and then have it be printed and built. I don't know. I'm still trying to still trying to figure it out. He's got to be careful to not make it a case where people go like, don't tell him you have a printer. Well, it was like, so he's been sitting there talking about that he, of all the silly things, he has been talking for quite a while about wanting to make clone trooper armor. And I was like, dude, there's easier ways to do that than to buy a 3D printer because, like, your body's made of large pieces and 3D printers print small pieces. It's it's kind of how it works. And, like, kept going back and forth on it. And so then he finally talked about how he pulled the trigger on it. And we, I'd been talking about this for a bit. He's like, oh, I'd totally print that for you. And then I, like, started showing him more and more. He's like, well, I'd, like, if I wasn't using the printer for something else, I'd, I could, I could throw some print cycles at it. It's like, mm-hmm. This is how it starts, man. Also, if you, if he started saying, I'm going to print clone trooper armor, this is a bed he's already made for himself. Yeah. Uh, I no longer have sympathy for this gentleman. No, he he started this, uh, and this is the comeuppance he must pay. Yeah, but so it's definitely something that, like, more so, it's figuring out the best way to do. Like, if you've seen uh, Star Wars: The Fallen Order or Jedi: Fallen Order, Cal Kestis is the protagonist, and he has this like welding apron thing that covers his back but then it also has the like a fall arrest harness that's like built into it and around it and it's kind of figuring out how to like actually make that work as something that you can put on um because loaded up the game and just kind of circled it a bunch and then was really kind of concerned about how i'm going to make that work magnets yeah (laughs) But it's it's going to be fun. I've never really done something like this before, so I'm actually I'm actually kind of jealous that you're getting to do it before me. I still want to try doing some cosplay stuff. I just never have yeah. been able to make the time. Yeah. Well, more so, it's just going to be more a matter of like just just like doing it. Yeah. Like the the roughest thing looking at it is like some of the weird decisions like he has pants that have pockets but they're not like pants pockets they're like cargo pockets mm-hmm. but in the normal pocket place but outside of the pants 
So I think a bunch of that I'm just not going to do. Well, here's what I learned. And just come up with pants that are like weird different cuts or like, what is it? I saw like somebody recommended like a Moto GP yeah. jeans. Because then it has places that you put inserts for, like, knee guards and hip guards. And so it has a bunch of weird cuts that you don't have in normal, like, Wrangler jeans. What what I learned from someone at Fan Expo was uh, if you really want to just, like, cross a bridge, even if it doesn't go well, just just sew something on if it's not there. Yeah. Just, like, sew the cargo pockets onto the pants in the right spot. Uh, well, it was more so like I was looking at if I get like some things that are very like off that look like they could be Star Warsy for like especially for like jeans and for a shirt. Yeah, like there's I think both of them have like little greeble patches or whatever that's on it that'd be easy enough to put on there. Yeah, but you know, getting the the overcoat thing right and then having a robot on my shoulder would go that's like stage one that's absolutely stage one yeah i just feel like if it's a case of you can get the pants but you can't get the cargo pockets to be up at the top then just get some material that's kind of puffy in the shape of the cargo pockets just stitch it on and then yeah and and that's the thing is i'm not going for like a off the the video game yeah look of it because i'm also not a you know young 20s person (laughs) bright red hair with bright red hair, like the hair, okay, I could do, I could get like a a temporary hair coloring, and yeah, I I have I have bits of red in my beard sometimes. So uh-huh, honestly, but. honestly, like like I think you're on the right track from my understanding of of just doing fun cosplay is like do the part this that's hard and iconic, the big coat with a robot stuck to it, and then whatever mm-hmm. happens afterwards is gravy. Yeah. Especially because there's like palette choice options, like the for the collectible nonsense that you find is all different colorations. And I was really worried that like all the the strappy bits looked like they were leather. And I was already thinking like, okay, this overcoat part is going to be leather, and now I'm going to add in a whole bunch more leather. And then you change the color to a different color, and it then looks like green webbing. And I'm like, oh, that just made my life a whole lot easier because I'll just go buy a bunch of like fabric webbing and do that rather than have to do a ton of real leather work versus just kind of make myself a leather half poncho also if anyone asks you just like yeah i'm dlc yeah i'm a, i'm an ax i'm a wtf tfw dlc skin uh check out our podcast mm-hmm. it's great we talk about star wars once <laughs> but that's been the first stages of of uh getting that uh all all figured out how i want to break stuff out and and uh and, and again figure out the where where's the the breakover point of like what is what is getting crazy obsessive versus what is like in line yeah that's exciting i want to see how it turns out I want to be a Foundation X dealer. That's my whole thing. Yeah, I just want to be a Foundation I, I, X dealer. I think the very first version is going to be like paperboard, like poster board, like mock out. Yeah. Like 
how how does this fit over the human being called Aaron, and then go from there? And po- post stuff on Twitter because we know people who can help you. Yeah, I've I've been uh, in communication with some of those people. Yeah, hey, listeners too. If you all got cosplay, and just skills. been going like, huh, what's the best brand? <laughs> Paper bag <laughs> to breathe into. <laughs> Because my understanding is most cosplayers will tell you, okay, so the thing you're worried about is doing it right. So first, don't worry about that. And then mm-hmm. you'll be fine. <laughs> That's been my understanding anyway. Is yeah, The advice that someone can give you that they wish they could give themselves is don't worry about doing it right. Just start doing it. And then eventually you'll do it right. You know, m- Much like yep. with everything in life, that, that kind of applies there too. Uh, yep. Al- Alfie is going for uh, Cara Dune from the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And we already kind of got her a thing. So since the second part of this is we're p- hoping to have this to go to Disney at a time when you can be more costumey at Disney. Mm-hmm. And so like you can't have holsters or weapons or anything. So it's actually a like a tie down um like pouch thing with like three or four zippers yeah. that could be kind of like holster-esque. So uh, it's that's the first like part of the thing there. So that's where you keep your bottled water. Yep. All right. Or or anything you want to put in a pouch because that's how pouches work. Uh, at, Dis- but, at Disney, you really want to have bottled water on you. Yeah. <laughs> speaking from experience. Uh, speaking of Disney, Aaron, anything else off topic that you want to talk about? Nope. Uh, TJ. Uh, I'm a, I'm a guess that Disney has to do with any off-topic stuff you got to talk about. Um, yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I'm going to throw it out there. <laughs> uh, but, like, when I go to a Disney park, I'm not, like, uh, like bring home a t-shirt, bring home a mug, you know, bring home little ears. No. I don't, like, I, I don't do that kind of souvenir shopping. Like, if I do a Disney park, I want to bring home, like, a signature of that park. Mm-hmm. Like something I could have only gotten there, like just one thing to, for the trip, and I went to Disney Animal Kingdom, which, yeah, it's a lot of bowls and a lot of like musical instruments from around the world, things like that. But that's also where Pandora is from Avatar. So, mm. like, so like the thing I wanted to bring home, and what I did bring home is uh, their toy Banshee, which is a shoulder puppet. Yes, I saw that on Twitter, and mm-hmm. I was not sure where it was from, but the moment you said Avatar, I'm like, no, I see it. I see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are the these are the space dragons that they were flying in that movie. Mm-hmm. Could that thing get gutted to turn into a BD-1? Um, How? What? What are you... T- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking for anything, like... Sorry, I'm not saying yours, but like, like, could another one of those things? That's a nice yeah. puppy you got there. <laughs> Think I could turn that into a shoulder robot? <laughs> it's weird. Aaron started cosplaying. I mean, and just, I mean could you? I, like, I guess. Um, like, shoulder puppets are not that uncommon. Like, I see them at medieval fairs all the time for little dragons and, uh, like, griffins and things like that. Yeah, I, like, I've seen the little, uh, like, the dragon ones um, that are, like, almost like shoulder kittens with wings. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, you get a little magnet that goes under your shirt, you plop it down on top of that to hold it in place, and then you get the cord that goes 
across your back diagonally to your opposite hand, mm-hmm. and you get it's like a trigger for the middle finger, a ring control for the index, and then a thumb switch up and down. And that controls uh, the mouth opening, the head looking left and right, and the wings flapping. Oh, that sounds so fun. Yeah, if you, you can get the if you can if you can get the the feel for it, you can actually get some like pretty cool combinations of them. Yeah, I love puppeteering. It's one of those things I wish that I I mean I can always do it as a hobby later, but like that's something I wish I knew more about. It just seems it just seems fun, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, like trying to make uh, your like some simple hand actions into a separate living performance. I don't know, something about that I like. Yeah. Like, and the cool thing is, like, there's there's a weird bit of reverence to getting one of these things. Like, there's some cases where it's just like, oh, go, which is what I did. Because so I walked into a store, they had a whole bunch perched up, and I went, I want that color. And then they just pull a box out from underneath the display and give it to me. Yeah. And you get, like, an adoption certificate. Here you go. Pick a name for it later on. Uh, sure. Jeff. Is it you're weird? Not, you're not I, the first to suggest Jeff. That was the first name I thought of when you put up that tweet <laughs> saying that I told you the name. I was like, oh, Jeff. Yeah, that's a Jeff. What it, What about this is a Jeff? Why are we all Jeff? saying Jeff? I, okay, okay, I don't no, know. Here's the, okay, 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 okay. Separately from here. Okay. Jeff with a J, Jeff with a G. Which one? J. J. Okay. Because no. someone, someone suggested with a G. Jeff with a G is a musician. This doesn't look like a musician to me, and I don't mean that as an insult. It's just this, this looks like a Jeff with a J. It doesn't look like Jeff with a G. It might look like a Geoff, but that—that's that's a different. different story. That's different. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, like they have like the ceremonial version, where they kind of like acted out the way you adopt one or bond with one in the movie. <laughs> With that that sounds like the I've I have learned a lot about the current we all want to buy every lightsaber thing from the Star Wars bit. Uh-huh. And a friend of mine, I asked him what kind of batteries it took, and he got he got real kind of like uh, and I was like, What happened? He's like, I asked them at the park what batteries it takes. And the guy answered me in character. I was like, What did he say? Yeah. And it was something like it takes, yeah, triple axelon power uh uh canisters. <laughs> And for some reason, that made my friend very annoyed. <laughs> I was like, I totally see it, but I'm never going to call them triple A's now. Every time we talk about your lightsaber, <laughs> I'm going to ask you how those triple whatever power sources are doing. And if you need to, uh, if you need to get another another uh, canister of them smuggled in through the through the first order battle lines for your kyber crystal. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah, I, I was wondering if they had a similar thing for this. It sounds like they. It sounds like it's more optional with this one. Oh yeah, the, this, as far as I know, with the Star Wars one, no, it's in character. If you're getting that Star Saber, suck it up. <laughs> that stars the Star Saber, Star what? Saber. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> don't you know they're giving out Star Sabers at the Star Wars thing? Oh God, why did I go to that park? Oh, you should have. Sorry. Um. I'm a fool. The Star Wars lightsabers. That's how that yes. happened. Yeah, I looked it up. Mm-hmm. It, I looked up how they go about that. It's all in character. It's very black yeah. markety. 
Yeah, that's that's why making it collectible is both a stroke of genius and one of the most capitalistic, capitalistically evil things they could have ever done. Yeah. <laughs> well, and so then to loop back to my thing before, in Fallen Order, like a bunch of the customizable parts are what you can get in Galaxy's Edge. So, like, theoretically, I could take the lightsaber I had built in the game and then build it in real life. If you go there in costume, you have to make sure they treat you like you're literally Calcastus. And you're like, no, I'm looking for the, uh, you know, the lightsaber I have. I'm looking for that one. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that the Avatar thing was this fancy, though, that they were doing. Like, that's kind of cool. Like, Avatar is an easy thing to have been, how do you put it, like, left to the wayside uh, culturally. So if they're doing, like, a full-on thing... Like, I saw some of the other photos of that... that I, I, I always almost call it an exhibit. It's not an exhibit. You know what I mean. Um, Avatar Land. What's it called? Pan- Pandora. Pandora. I was about to say Pangea. Uh, it's kind of neat that Avatar's getting all that love, given that, like, it kind of just got forgotten after a couple years. Well, it was, it's apparently it was a big deal when they started this up, so... Yeah. No, it looks I mean, really. It, cool. It's a beautiful. It's a beautiful part of the park. Yeah, I, I love that. Like the robot suit is just chilling. Yeah. Um, and like themed shoulder puppets. I think it's. A, I'm maybe it, it is, and I just don't know this due to a lack of knowledge about shoulder puppets. I think it's kind of cool to do a franchise themed shoulder puppet. And I'm surprised there aren't more of them. Like whenever mm-hmm. I see them in like a, an artist alley, they're very. Uh, how do you put it? Unbranded fantasy is what they usually are. Yeah. So, that is cool. Um, anything else on your end, off topic, you want to hit up? Uh, the only other thing to really hit on is what came in the box along with my Ultio. Which, mm-hmm. if I could actually pull it up and actually get the name right, because I don't want to get this wrong, because I've had people asking me, what is that? <laughs> Oh, I know uh, the feeling, because I know what you're yeah. talking about, I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this was uh, Astro Boss Apollo. Yeah, but you got the green one. Yeah, the prototype edition. Yep. So the design of it fascinated me just from the get-go, which is weird because usually orange and blue is not a color scheme that does it for me, but for whatever reason, that really did it for me on that design. Hmm. And then you give it to me in green and purple. And, like, Constructicon vibe aside, like, I just really like the look of lime green and purple together. Yeah. Like, okay, you, you've you absolutely sold me on this thing. So, he is a really fun toy. Yeah, it's, uh, I feel, even though it has a lot of adulation, that this thing is still kind of underrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, like, Getting it, getting it out of the box. Well, getting it out of the box, like, what really impressed me, and I, I said this on Twitter, there's so much subtlety you get out of that. Like, because because the range of articulation is so good, because it's designed the way it is, there's just all these little things you can do with the fingers and gentle things you can do with the torso and the hips that just... There's just something that gives it a little bit more life when he's in a, when he's in a pose. Yeah. It's uh, incredible that this thing exists, in my opinion. Like the, I forgot 
how long it's been since I might have talked about anything about this project, but this started as a fully 3D printed toy that basically one guy was making and selling. Uh, and then the, the version that you've got is, is done out of, like, steel tooling. So this design made the jump. And, like, if, if something was going to make the jump, like, this is it's so freaking cool. Yeah. I, I think that's what got me to drop the money on this in the first place, is just knowing where it came from. Yeah. Because like, it is really cool when a project like that goes from, okay, I just made this at home, to, like, okay, I'm having a whole factory make these now. Yeah. And it, it it's, uh, makes made me so happy that, like, Toy Notch had any new stuff for this on display at a recent toy show. It wasn't at Wonderfest, I don't think, but it was, like, one before. But they had, mm-hmm. like, transforming accessories for Apollo. And Ooh. I'm so down for that. Uh, yeah, I, I had missed that the prototype colors was actually out. I knew it was getting tied to something or is like something you could get somewhere, but I didn't know if it was just orderable. So that's cool. Uh, so, yeah, like super articulated robot aside, I think that's all I got. Yeah. In case anyone doesn't remember or, or understand what we're talking about, like Toy Notch Apollo, like look it up. But also, it's just a big, sort of gorilla-like, but more human than gorilla, like muscular robot that is very poseable. Like that. Otherwise, just like with, check with, out photos of it. Yeah, with a vaguely skull head. Yeah, kind of a skull head, um, and very good poseable hands. Uh, like those are those are the kind of hands that listen to me when I have critiques of poseable hands. Um. All right. Well, in my own case, I did one little off-topic thing, sort of some catch-up, but I finally uh, put together some backlogged candy toys. So uh, I cracked open a bunch of Chodo Ultraman, once Chodo, now Chodo Ultraman stuff. Still an extremely good toy line, uh, but I bopped open some of the uh, the waves that had come with uh, Ultra 7, uh, came with the Ultra Hawk, which is these three 70s Thunderbirds kind of, like things that combine into a jet, but individually they just look like geometric shapes. Um, that was kind of cool. And then the set that had anime manga Ultraman uh, came with parts so you could build the um, I forgot its specific name, but like the, the science organization's like headquarters, but in scale to the Ultraman figures, so that's kind of cool. Um, but I also put together some Soto Common Rider stuff I hadn't built for a while. So I put together uh, Soto Chronicle Common Rider Double and Soto Chronicle Common Rider Deno uh, and boy howdy like I knew the Chronicle stuff was going to be good but I hadn't built any yet uh, Chronicle is like a side uh, thing spin- spinning off of, of Soto which is run by the old Soto boss but it's doing Soto toys for older series uh, these are like candy toy G.I. Joe scale Kamen Riders that are extremely good and uh, yeah the double ones are excellent Even they're the first Chronicle line you can kind of tell there's like some stuff on them that the, even the Deno line right afterwards just like did even better. Uh, the double ones also the bummer is that all the form swaps were a web exclusive that is not actually very easy to find. Uh, so I still have to put that one together because I did find one, but I popped it open uh, and it's a box with Heat Metal, Luna Trigger, and uh, Cyclone Joker Extreme. And Heat Metal and Luna Trigger come with a whole bunch of extra uh, display stand stickers for if you buy two more copies to make all the different variants a double. And I'm like, oh, I'd love to do that. That's what I do with Soto. And then I went looking at Mandarake, and I'm like, this three-pack with Heat Metal and Luna Trigger does not seem to show up very often at all. <laughs> and it's usually 5,000 yen when it shows up. So that's going to be a hard thing to pursue. But 
the Deno ones are excellent, and uh, I'm looking forward to soon putting together the O's ones, uh, along with the, the, the Zero One Waves 3 and 4 still coming in the mail. Soto is very good. I like Soto a lot. It's, uh, it's the common Rider line I didn't know that I always wanted. Um, by the way, Common Rider Zero One currently airing. Looks like a pretty cool show. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a very fun show. Also, Common Rider got trademarked again in North America. Did you guys see that? Yeah, I did. Uh, did you also see Team Rider, the newly active Bandai Collectors Bluefin Common Rider team? Just happened to be at, at Chat Factory Media for no mm-hmm. reason. Uh huh. Yeah, just randomly. Yeah, I just happened to be there, and then a whole bunch of friends of mine who would know things got real unsubtly, cagily excited about nothing. Yeah. It's interesting. Very interesting. I guess we'll see. Toy Fair, Toy Fair is in mm-hmm. a couple weeks. Uh, speaking of which, guess what? A couple weeks, we'll be talking about Toy Fair. So um, we're going to try to time that recording to be once, hopefully, everything from Toy... I don't want us to record when there's a chance that news will drop the night after we record with Toy Fair. Don't want to do weird sealed envelopes and... Yeah, it's too annoying. It's too annoying. (laughs) And honestly, I have more fun talking about stuff when we have photos ready to go. Uh, So what I'll say is for a sealed envelope discussion, why don't we do it at the time when we'd actually do it? We kind of did a little bit before, but at Toy Fair, Transformers-wise, it sounds like we're pretty sure it's going to be some of Earthrise Wave 2, probably mostly things we know the names of, but we'll get to see what they look like. Uh, Cyberverse, I expect we'll see the second wave of Deluxes. Uh, and hey, maybe some surprises. Cyberverse always gets to surprise us. Uh, BotBots, it turns out, is already on Series 5. I also missed that. So I, I guess we'll see Series 6 BotBots, because it seems like they're just not stopping. Um, I don't know, Aaron, you got any other specific Toy Fair uh, things you're expecting to see? It doesn't necessarily have to be Transformers. Uh, not that I can think of off the top of my head. Hmm. And uh, T.J. Aaron, sorry, I cut you off. Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to think of other toy lines that are that are doing things that I'm interested in right now. Yeah, there's not really Any Lego. T- Lego doesn't reveal stuff at Toy Fair. They don't have to. No, so. Lego just does their own thing. <laughs> yeah, they're like they're like Nintendo with E3. Like we don't have to be here. <laughs> uh, T.J., any any Toy Fair reveals that you think might be on the horizon? Um, aside from all the stuff Transformer-wise we know is on the way out, because yeah. we we can't keep secrets anymore. Uh, Amazon can't either. <laughs> no. No, it can't. Um, one line outside of Transformers that I'm actually really curious about seeing more from is Super 7's uh, Ninja Turtle Ultimates. Yeah, that thing, uh, I didn't think i was already gonna have seen wave two stuff that thing seems like it's picking up and they're planning to make it be you know capital letters a thing i hope so i hope so they're being i, I like i've already spoken like how much i love this line because they're being smart and not just doing like wave one is all four turtles yeah like and they're actually getting a variety like wave two's mutagen man a lot of people who know turtles better than me said that them doing mutagen man in wave two is what you could call a statement oh it is it's like that's such a super obscure character that's known just for being a super weird design. Yeah, I'm kind of into that Mutagen Man. I, I I don't I never end up enjoying collecting turtles is what I discovered over the last decade. So I'm trying to not like go like I'm gonna go all in, but I kind of need that shredder for the eyebrows head. <laughs> 
in case people haven't seen, like they they're doing a shredder, and then because the old toys did it, there's a swap out head where on the front of his helmet, it's just painted in the skin tone with eyebrows, and I'm like, I'm down for this. <laughs> That's what I love about this is like so many. We've already had so many Ninja Turtle toys that are accurate to the cartoon at this point. Like you know, uh, NECA's done it. Uh, Figure Arts has done it. A whole bunch have done it. I'm thrilled that there's just like this is just dead on to the old toy. Yeah. Inaccuracies and all, and it's super articulated now. Yeah. Uh, between this line and the upcoming like non-wrestler version of the articulated '80s He-Man toys, like I'm, I kind of want to mess with these things because obviously, like it's a very cynical statement to make of like just put joints on the old toy, but to actually do it is a completely separate thing, in my opinion. Uh, also, I think it's a completely separate topic from doing it on human figures as opposed to Transformers. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I really want to. I got to get my hands on that Shredder, I think, and uh, those those He-Man things as well. That's actually something I'm looking forward to. Hopefully, seeing at this Toy Fair is that articulated '80s body He-Man line because it looks so weird, but in a way I like. And I want to know if they're gonna do other characters that I want. Like, I just want to. I want me a Skeletor and a Scareglow and a Hordak. And if they can do those in those weird bodies with joints, like, I'm very interested. I also want to see what's there for Power Rangers. I'm not, like, I'm only actively collecting Lightning Collection, but it is the only six inch Hasbro line that I am, like, fully collecting. Uh, I want to know if there's anything new announced for that there, even though they already technically did their announcements at, uh, what was it, Morphicon? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I also want to see what they're doing for the kids' toys. Or if anything, like, new is under Power Rangers. Um, so I hate to say it, but Power Rangers and He-Man are two of the other things I'm looking to at Toy Fair. And it's I only hate to say it because it's like I'm saying a bunch of 80s toy line names. And I, <laughs> I wish I had something more exciting to to actually be, be bringing up. Well, okay, 80s and 90s. Um, 80s Power Rangers didn't happen, but it would have been interesting if it did. Uh, I think that does our show uh, as in the show's completed so thank you all for listening we'll talk to you again later on uh, just throwing it out there some good comic books coming out pretty soon that IDW Transformers Valentine's Day special has me hyped and uh, I really want to take a look at that that's out in like a couple days as of this recording and I'm I'm ready for it but uh, in the meantime uh, stay tuned for more Transformers discussion check out our TCG podcast also if you want to hear some about that, uh, that Transformers trading card game and uh, until next time, we will talk to you later. Keep yourself safe. But you got some badass perpetrators and they're here to stay.